Oh, hello there. Welcome to a very special episode of Slices of Pop Culture Club. I am your host, the teacher of Slice, and uh, joining me live from my kitchen, uh, possibly not breaking it as much as I am, but we'll see. It's the lovely Jimmy Barry Nugent. No, it's me, it's Chewy. I mean, hi, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to actually get the chance to actually speak in English for a change. I was just going to say, your voice seems a little different. Yeah, yeah, and uh, normally uh, there's a lot of growls and all stuff like that, but I'm not going to do that. I thought I'd just sort of talk normally to them. Because okay. actually, Chewy is from top of this. Oh, this has already got off to a weird start. Well, we're live, but why, why is he from out here? Why is he up in there? Oh, oh, sorry. Because my house is too amazing. Yeah. Hi, Periscope! <laughs> so for those of you listening in, we're doing some Periscoping and stuff. Live Periscoping. I don't know what that means, because I'm a bit of an internet special. It's, it's, um, it's like, it's kind of like safe internet porn. I genuinely don't know what to say to you. You're really glad you asked me to do so. Isn't that what the internet's for? So, no, I'm not my sort of in there anyway. I'm being a uh, real social because I'm typing We Are Line on Periscope. This is really interesting for everyone. Hey guys, uh, I better explain why we're here and why we're live. And so, like, you know, this is why it's all rambly and rubbish already because we're not editing it. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought my opening as Chewy no, from Tottenham was like golden. No, you're amazing. I'm hot and sweaty. I can't cope already. I'm really scared, babe. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, chin well, up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say chin up, chest out, and I thought that, that came out completely wrong. I think it does that on its own. That's not really, yeah, so does mine, but it's a completely different moves. Should we um, explain why we're here? Yes. Why we're live in my kitchen? Yes. Sweating a bit because I can't open the windows because yes. we're in six. Hey, we're doing a live podcast. You're listening to it. It's for charity. There's seven listeners now. So I'm going to stop looking at that because it's going to it's going to really distract me. <laughs> Can I just say something I've always wanted to say? Cool. You're listening to Smooth Jazz, taking you home through the night. Smooth Jazz with the niche. All right, yeah, let's. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we're here for charity. We're yes. raising money for Alzheimer's Society. Yes. Um, mostly because most of my family have gone potty in their old age with it, and it'd be nice if people didn't have to deal with that because it's shit. And actually, um, so did my next door neighbour. It's I didn't, didn't realise. Mm. It's um, yeah. My great nan had it just before she passed away. She was like ninety nine, so I can't really, you know, that was a good innings. Yeah. Uh, but she like. She was gone like a good two years before. She was pretty much like, oh, guess what? It's 1944 and I'm just going to sing wartime songs to everyone. <laughs> Why is man gone? Um, so, yeah, if you want to give us some money, please do that. That would be nice. You can go to justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live two. And that's the number two, not the word two. Now, I've done this before. You haven't. How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> well, I was a guest when you did this last time. That's true, for a really long time as well. Yeah, somebody right. dropped in. <laughs> did I do two hours then? did like two and a half, I think. Did I? Yeah, it was wow. long. I am a hero, aren't I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, yeah I, and I think I did the, um, like, four o'clock. In the morning yeah, shift, it, was, it was the stupid o'clock slot. Yeah. And then uh, Adam Hughes phoned us and I was like, Oh, Barry, I'm sorry, I've got to go yeah. back. Like, oh, <laughs> you just cut me off, didn't you? Sorry, it's Adam Hughes. I'm not tempted just to like, get me out, what? Oh, no. Oh, that's it. Oh. No, no, don't fine. leave me. That's this was what I'm keeping the whiskey. <laughs> so I'm absolutely keeping the whiskey. Yeah, I see, he's coming back there. Okay. Put him a lovely bottle of Glenmorey. To be fair, I was, I was promised whiskey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am, I am doing this for charity, but at the same time... Uh, for whiskey. For whiskey, just to say. Steve Cotmeron. 
I am so sorry, guys. That's been totally silent for that long. Hey, guess what? Uh, uh, Mixler unset my settings yeah. and uh, took my microphone away. So thanks so for that, all Mixler. Of, all of that comedy gold. Oh, all of that comedy chewy gold. So, so to recap, what you missed in the last five minutes, I was pretending to be chewy, yeah. but chewy who could speak English and lived in Tottenham. Yeah, I told a sad story about my dead man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a whole thing about the fact that actually periscoping is like safe internet porn. And then I got um, uncomfortable. Yeah, you got a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I did through my headphones down and walked out because yeah. the whole fact of the last time I was here as a guest, you cut me off Adam Hughes. Yep. yep, yep. Um, and now the important stuff is you're about to repeat why. And uh, we're doing it to raise money for Alzheimer's Society, uh, which is a really good cause. I'm not going to tell the sad story about my dead man again because no. that's pretty rough. Uh, but do give us money. It's a really good cause. You can go to www.justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live two to donate some dollars. I feel like a right Wally. Why? Because Mixler did me a, made me look like a bit of a Do you know tip. what? I don't think anyone noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Steve noticed. No, so. I, I don't think I don't think anyone noticed. <laughs> oh, God, um, what a I, I actually um, put on Twitter, rather stupidly, that if in the next half an hour, i.e. between 8.30 and 9, we got at least another 20 quid, I would um, sing a verse from Man of La Mancha. I don't know what that is. Right, so, have you heard of Don Quixote? Yes. Oh my God, it's like Philistines. <laughs> my class social media guru, have you heard of Don Quixote? I've heard of the name. I've heard the words. Yes. I've heard those words before I've together. I've heard the letters of the alphabet. Uh, he, was, he was basically an old dude who uh, attacked windmills because he thought he was a knight. And he had a, a sidekick called uh, Sancho. And right. Sancho rode a donkey. Okay. And he used, to, he used to attack windmills. Very, very, and it's very, very famous uh, story. Um, can't remember who wrote it, but there was a musical by Peter O'Toole. Who right. starred Peter O'Toole. In it, he sings a song. And it's called Man of La Mancha. And it goes, okay. Hear me now, world of bleak and unbearable world. Thou art base and the cruel as can be. Probably got the words wrong. And a knight <laughs> with his banner all bravely unfurled. Now hurls down his gauntlet to thee. I am I, Don Quixote, the man of La Mancha. My destiny calls and I go. And the wild winds of fortune, they carry me onward. Whithersoever they blow. Onward oh, to glory to I go. So I oh, said, <laughs> so I, so I said that if we got 20 quid, I would sing a verse from Man of La Mancha, which I've just done. Ah, well done. So that's down to your family because well a lot of them donated in the that last was, half Yeah, hour. I think it was my mom. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So yeah, that's thanks, Stacey's mom. I bet she remembers. Yeah, uh, but um, I don't know. I bet she does. I didn't think the singing had start this early. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. There's, there's been no whiskey yet. Bringing the thunder. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bringing the funk. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> no, that comes with whiskey. Funk doesn't come that's, that soon. That's for later. Yeah. That's post yeah, that's, that's later. That's when we're doing the whole... That's when we're in the jazz section. Should be about I've got to PM. remember this time that, uh, that, that even though I think it's post-watershed after nine o'clock in the UK, that this is going out like globally. And so that's not necessarily the case in, say, oh, I don't know, America. Hey, what time is it in the... Oh, yeah, in America. It's 5am in most of America at the moment, oh. I think. Go to sleep. If you're listening from America, Have go enough. to sleep. We'll see you in five hours. <laughs>
when we get sassy. Yeah. Um, anyway, I should probably do a bit more explaining. Go on, yeah. I've lost my train of thought already because you're singing throwing me No, it was just so amazing. I don't know how I'm going to live up to that later. I hadn't prepared a song. Sorry. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. Sorry. I'll have to think on that. I don't want, I'm because you are the senior host, I'm the curse, and I feel now that I've, I've crossed the line really early. No, it's only no. 10 minutes and I've crossed <laughs> um, the line. The thing is, right, the reason that I asked you was mostly because I thought, ooh, he'll probably do a better job than me. This will be great. No, so, you asked me because you think, yeah, he'll do it. I'll throw well, some whiskey and he'll do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> did, I, I mean? did know I could entice you with whiskey. Yeah. But, um, I'll say some nice things about him, he'll do it. <laughs> and you were right. I know how to stroke an ego. Yeah. I said ego. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what's happening today, aside from rambling, like us rambling, other people are going to join us and ramble? I know, and I'd like to um, say up front, I apologise to each and every one of the uh, 24, well, it's not 24 people, but 24 hours worth of people that are going to be paraded in front of us to be ridiculed. Um, <laughs> um, that's That was my plan anyway. No one's told me a different. I, um I don't know if that's a great idea, but... I might throw a couple of questions in there, but yeah. Okay. Essentially, ridicule was my plan. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm really sorry, that, guys. I just did a face and it didn't really translate to the audio. Sorry, was I not supposed to, am I not supposed to be ridiculed? I didn't get what, the memo. What I will say is that I want to apologise to everybody who's going to be here for the next 24 hours, especially the people towards the tail end of those 24 hours, because what's most likely going to come out of my mouth is, oh, I love you, and then pretty much that's it. <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> do you know what I've just thought, right? Because we both wear glasses. Yeah. Right. It's like if they rebooted the two Ronnies. <laughs> right? Now stay with me. Stay with me. Right. Okay. If you don't know what the two Ronnies is, go and Google it. Two Ronnies, guys with glasses. So, if you were going to reboot it in this day and age, where if you, if you reboot something, you got someone's got to be a different colour, someone's got to be a different gender, diversity. You know, <laughs> tick that box. Old, old, wouldn't you? Right. Right. We could be like the new two Ronnies because. You're, you're a girl, I was going to say bird, but... You're allowed to say bird, I'm not offended okay, by right. bird. So you're a bird, um, and you wear glasses, Yep. and I was going to say you're white, that's not really a tick in the diversity box. Um, there's so, got to be something else about it. So you, we'll, stick, we'll stick with glasses and the fact you're a girl. Okay. Right? Whereas um, I'm black, um, I wear glasses, and um, I have a bit of a North London accent, which probably is an extra speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that probably ticks an extra box. Oh, this has already gone insane. I know, you're really glad you asked me. No, I really am. I was proper bricking it because I thought if I can't get anyone, it's just going to be me. And this first 15 minutes where there's no guests would have been really boring. (laughs) But to be fair, that's us saying these 15 minutes are like comedy gold. Whereas probably everyone else is going, I really can't wait for Jamie Smart to come on. Probably about seven minutes of those 15 minutes because nobody heard the other But what we should say is because we've got like Periscope, because we've got Periscope, we've got Periscope and whatever, if anyone's got any questions in the next two minutes before we get a first guest on, then... Questions um, for Jamie. Yeah, questions for Jamie or questions for us or just general nonsense, then tweet away. Or periscope question away. That's not really. How long are we periscoping for? I'm aware that Mike's still pointing a camera. Oh yeah, so yeah. Well, no. You can, how how it, long's that happening? You can it's... T- no, no. It's not. It's not me all the time. It oh, was good. just. A, it was just that kind of opening <laughs> video. Well, at no, least someone's not... got that on yeah. record then. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of well, the intro somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. It's really good. And then you know, maybe at, at certain points we might periscope again. Cool. Possibly when I'm drunker and I feel less like I yeah, need to play yeah, oh, it for the camera. Oh, there's definitely going to be drunk periscoping. Don't yeah. you worry about that. I'm scared about that. I'm trying to decide now when I um, start drinking. 
Do you know, I was having this thought as well, because, like, obviously not now, because it's too early. Yes. But I'm like, at what point? Yes. Yes. Obviously. Yes, it is. Uh, but, but at what point? Because, like, if I was at a festival, I'd definitely day drink. And, like, probably before midday. Yeah. But I'm at home, and there's a microphone in front of me, and I don't know whether... Yeah. I never realised how much day drink sounds like daydream. Yeah. It's <laughs> Hey, we've got like twenty seconds until we find you. Anyway. I, I need. Oh. I, know, I was just going to say, where's my, where's my tablet for questions? I realise <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's the appropriate time to come off Periscope. <laughs> yeah, stop. I'll stop it. Don't just slam it on the floor. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't okay. just. Well, I'm it. calling Jamie. I hope he's ready for us. Right. Dave just said, "Was Barry your was was Barry truly your first choice?" Yes, Dave. <laughs> yes, Dave. I was. Yeah, he was. I mean, after Jenny said no. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie Smart has tweeted us eleven minutes ago. Hooray! Oh, that's loud. Call Blimey. Hello. 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 Oh, you're on delay. Oh no! Oh, really? No. Much of a delay. Because I'm still listening to you. Hang on. Oh, stop <laughs> Stop listening to us. Well, not... No, wait. Hold on. Stop listening to a separate us. Right. Oh, I can hear us. This is really strange. <laughs> it's like Village of the Damned. <laughs> I thought there might be feedback or something. I thought it might be like a Peter Frampton where you're just noise <laughs> your own podcast down the phone at yourself. That would be... We, we can We can still do that, mate. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to donate money to your thing. Um, you know when you're in your browser like Chrome or something and um, it says... Oh, pop-ups of block or something just as you're trying to pay so it, it won't go through um he did that three times so i think i've just donated three times oh. uh, so, <laughs> so there you go thanks it's, is this the bit we is this the bit we say how do you do refunds then <laughs> stacy yeah. will you paypal me some money <laughs> it wasn't gonna work i thought oh, that's right i could just read you out my card <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No one's listening. I won't worry. That's cool. Don't yeah, say okay. that. Well, five, four. <laughs> How are you doing? You've already started. Uh, yeah, you? I'm a bit delirious already. I think. I think it's nerves. I've already had the shits like four times. Just a normal Saturday. So the fact that you already talked about, you know, things you should say, things perhaps you should say. Yeah. You know. I did. Um, uh, I did put a warning on most of the uh, sites where I pimp this to say, just so you know. There's going to be naughty words. Yeah. You know, I will be shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think the fact when you say to people there might be toilet humour, that's not exactly what they think. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it wasn't funny. I'll it's be honest. Be lots, lots of me going randomly, yeah, I've, yeah, I've just said a shit, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, Barry, what you don't realise, because you haven't done this before, is the fact that at some point you are going to have to announce that you are going to the toilet, because otherwise people will be like, yo, where's Barry gone? And then listeners will undoubtedly try and figure out whether it's a one or two from the amount of time you're away from the mic <laughs> I, I haven't been to the toilet in 40 years so I'm not worried you went to the toilet just before we started <laughs> absolute liar no I went to see your toilet I didn't go oh, to the toilet that's so, weird mate so, <laughs> yeah, anyway Jamie's here let's it's, talk about Jamie yes, yes, right, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's just going to be 24 <laughs> hours of us getting guests on. They're just going to sit there in silence Listen whilst we talk, talk to ourselves. Yeah. No, yeah. I, just, I like the fact you're specking out the toilet. It's from my new reality show, which is uh, Barry, Barry Does Toilet. So I just travel the country checking out people's toilets. Toilet. It's, like it's like a home improvement show where I sort of go, <laughs> do you know what? You'd, 
you'd get better quality shit if you moved that toilet over to that corner. And I've heard, and this is an actual fact, that if you get a little stand thing that you put under your toilet so you can bring your feet up so you're in more of a squatting position, that it's easier to shit. Truth yeah. facts. Right. Is it, what? Is, it, is it called feng shit? Oh, oh, did you see what he did there? Oh. Dumped it. And, and, and that's why he's on the other side of the table. <laughs> um, that's why he doesn't get headphones. Yeah. Anyway. He doesn't get to play on the mic. Hi, well, Jamie. As a, as a listener, I'm curious to... Um, I just wondered what your setup's like. You know when you phone someone, you can't imagine where they are. What mm-hmm. it looks like. What's it, what's it like where you are? What's your setup? Uh, we're, we're sat at my kitchen table that has a lovely dotty tablecloth on it. Okay. Uh, surrounded by toys and melons. And I mean the fruit. <laughs> And have you got, are you, are you both working off a laptop? Yeah. No, we've got a proper microphone, but it's plugged into a sad old laptop. Do, do you know what? Yeah, do you, I was just going to say, I've, so I've been podcasting for, it will be 10 years this year. Yeah. Um, and Stacey's, uh, mic puts mine to shame quite dramatically. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I've got to thank Brian for this mic because my mic died about a month ago and I was like, no, what unfortuitous timing. Yeah. And so he donated me some money yeah. to buy a shiny new one. I actually feel, oh. I actually feel semi-professional there. It's got a pop guard and everything. I know. It's, 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 it doesn't really mean anything because it, uh, it's like an all the way around mic. So yeah. there's no pop guard at the back, but yeah. oh well, who cares? Our faces aren't I, there. I feel like you said you're on Periscope. I feel like if I looked, it would look like the ITV telephone, the eight. <laughs> But they've got like the logo around it. You know, like, you oh, know. I wish that yeah. was the case. Like no, see, yeah. I, I really wanted to, because um, I actually have, it's one of my life pursuits to have a velvet crush jacket. <laughs> right. And and last year I bought a black velvet crush jacket. And that, that for me was like a high point in my life. I felt now I'm a true adult because I've got, you know. <laughs> And I was going to bring it with me to wear for like Periscope. When we did Periscope stuff, I'd have a crush velvet jacket on. I don't know how to do a cravat, otherwise I'd have a cravat as well. Um, just to give that kind of telephone vibe, like like I'm Terry Wogan. <laughs> like a black Terry Wogan. You know what I mean? What are, what are the other situations with a crush velvet jacket? What um, scenarios? Uh, fighting Nazis if they're about to steal some sort of occult weapon. Um <laughs> He's really thought this through. I have. I've had a lot. I've had 40 plus years to think about it. Um, generally just sitting. I'm sorry. I still can't get over that this is one of your life pursuits. It is. Oh, one day. It, it, one it, day. Seriously. So I really want to get a picture of me like sitting in an armchair with a crushed velvet jacket with a cigar or pipe, even though I don't smoke, with a um, single malt just chilling in front of a fire. You see, that's a nice image, but then whenever anyone says they're wearing a crushed velvet jacket, I always, uh, I always imagine it's just that they're wearing and nothing else. I don't like a Hugh Hefnerson where they're just sitting there all gross. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> you've given me an no, image of my co-host do, that I neither wanted do, nor needed. Do, do you want to just keep digging, Jamie? I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, mate. I, I don't mind. Throw shit at me. I don't care. Oh, I'd throw a jacket something I'd wear if I was answering the door to a delivery. <laughs> no, literally, that is now the second life thing I'm going to add to the crushed velvet is answer the door to delivery guy just in a crushed velvet jacket. Please tell me you've else. got bottoms on or something. Pants. Not now. Yeah. Jamie's put the idea in my head. No. Or socks. You could have socks. But yeah, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And you, no. have, you have to periscope for it. No. And you have to have, you know those socks that where you've got, I don't know why people do this, but you've got those socks where you've got braces on them. Yeah, yeah what's that about? <laughs> you know, that I feel would give it that extra bit of je ne sais quoi. Do you know what I mean? What are the braces so- attached to though if you're not wearing anything else? They're just strapped to your uh, calves, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because socks that rolling down weird. is one of the biggest problems. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> So many people, you've probably got people who have said, got up early in the morning to go, like, I really like Jamie Smart's work. I'm going to listen in for some insightful <laughs> comment on his, 
on his comics and you know how he how he does stuff you know what he thinks about all ages comics and stuff like that and in fact all you've got is a tour of shitty toilets people wearing socks and crushed rubber jackets well that was your fault mate don't look at me i know well you brought it up first from the last few phone calls that have been pretty much along those lines I think we talked a lot about toilets and cheesecakes the last time Jamie and I spoke. <laughs> yes, Dace. I had a cracking cheesecake the other day. It was cookie dough. Oh, it was fit. Anyway, all right, Jamie, how's it going? Yes. <laughs> so good. let's. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, let's not go there again because we'll just end up in a stuck in a loop of toilets and velvet jackets. <laughs> so for people who don't know who you are, Jamie. Oh, which I don't think there's probably one person who doesn't know who you are. Um, do you want to give us a little brief rundown of uh, what you do? Um, well, I, I mainly do children's comics, which makes me worry that we talk about But yeah, no, I, I draw um, I draw a lot of comics, draw a lot of web comics, um, draw sort the of themes every week. That's my main sort of I draw by universe month, Lushki, uh, yeah, all big bright colour comics. But I also used to draw a comic called Bear, which was a bit sweary and violent. I love um, Bear. And nice. Corporate Skull, which was another sweary and violent. <laughs> so I kind of, I'm walking this very thin line between drawing really nice, lovely comics. Yeah, really deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever got any emails from people where they've made the mistake thinking they're going to get a nice sort of fluffy kids comic? from you and they've got the shouty sweary comic instead no and i'm i'm waiting for it <laughs> i'm sure it's all that it, it is really tricky i've had you publish say oh you shouldn't say that on twitter got children following um and so i've, I've definitely sort of matured over the years essentially. right um but yeah there's there's definitely a danger because there's it's not just the stuff i've drawn it's stuff like fan art people done is quite nasty the thing is you get that with anything don't you if you google a character there's bound oh, to be some slightly gross things yeah because that's what the internet's for we've ascertained already i think random googling is just a dangerous dangerous pastime i made the mistake once uh during a, an art class at school of we had to do like a close-up of a like body part of an animal like a it was a weird project anyway, but I was like, ooh, I'll draw a tentacle because they're interesting and weird looking. And then I googled tentacles and wished on my eyes didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just tentacles. That's just asking for trouble these days. <laughs> the thing is, I was naive and young and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just get a lot of pictures of octopuses, surely. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> you, you say you did that when you were young, but um, I guess you had the internet when you... When I was young, we didn't have internet. No, you see, um, how old are you, Jamie? 30... 37. <laughs> yeah, see, so, so I'm, I'm actually approximately 10 years older than you. Okay. Oh, so you definitely didn't have it. So, uh, no, I mean, literally, we used to just carve stuff on stones. That was, <laughs> you know, and then throw them at people. Cave and that, that was our idea of email. We'd just throw rocks at people. Hey, dude. I'll send um, a pigeon out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's weird because, um, I think I read somewhere like the, the current generation is the, the first generation to like, um, not not know about a time before the internet, yeah. and um, I just can't I can't get my head around it because I have enough trouble remembering life before the internet, and which was quite a bit of my life, um, and I find it quite bizarre. And sometimes I I miss those days of not having the internet because I think there are massive downsides to it. Um, yeah, you can never you can never get away with an argument anymore. Like someone will immediately prove you right or wrong with the internet, and then you're like, ah, oh, I was having yeah. fun arguing with you about that, you bastard. Yeah. And also, you know, in equal measure, social media is like the, the greatest and worst invention of the current millennium. I don't think it's the social media. I think it's the people. <laughs> I, if, I didn't say that. If you're listening on on 
Or if you're tweeting or some, if you're posting about nice. us on Facebook, no, I would not, say you that. You know, I'm saying some people are nice and some people are not. Yeah, there's a, da- there's a danger of getting too mild. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I, I know so many people that I would never have got in touch with through Twitter, really. Um, so I'm so thankful for, for that. And, you know, it's helped me confident. I'm sure it has a lot of people talking to people. Yeah. Um, but there is a danger, especially like the last few weeks, we've just gone bananas. And you, mm. you kind of think, I need to go away for a week off. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need a bit, you need blinking a little bit. I mean, I, I find now that I very rarely engage in, um, conversations with, you know, like the big news topics and stuff that's going on and things mm-hmm. like that. I've, I very rarely get involved in that now. For me, I use social media socially, if that makes sense, you know. So I post funny things. I talk about what I'm doing in my life. I, you know, I react to what people are doing, you know, friends, what they're doing in their lives. I talk about comics I'm reading, stuff like that. But when it's suddenly like something major that's gone on in the world, I find that for me, social media is not the right place for me to be having that sort of conversation. I'd rather sit with a few beers with mates and hash out that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, no but I mean, I, I've learned that the, the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> you had too many arguments with Trump supporters. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't win. You just can't win with the can't change their mind. In in my mind, I, I believe I really believe that Donald Trump has a volcano hideout. I feel like he's a caricature that's come to life. I don't know that he's actually real. <laughs> but um, he's just a bag of farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arms and legs. <laughs> a bag of farts. <laughs> and, a, and a tiny wacky wig. But I, but I think we've I think we've um, kind of us getting all political. At, you know, yeah, we've gone off topic. But but I think already. just to sort of come back to it, I think the thing with like Trump that I find um, really funny, someone had said, is when he first started out, he was just making all these ridiculous. We'll build a wall. We'll keep the blacks out. We'll do this. We'll do that. And the, and suddenly, because he actually seems like he's actually going to get somewhere. A lot of that stuff is moving more towards the background, and now he's starting to say not not sensible stuff. I mean, come on, let's not be, <laughs> but just a little bit. He's toned it down a little more, mm. and I just yeah. it's, and it's just that whole political machine, you know. And my problem is now is I watch too many American political shows, so I feel I now feel I know everything you know about the American p- political scene yeah. that can't be solved with a sassy walk and a quick speech. <laughs> See, I have a similar problem in that I watch a lot of those sort of shows too. And also the people I surround myself with on social media are so in tune with what I think about things that I then, that I sometimes I completely forget that there are people outside of this bubble who are like, mm. do not agree with me at all. And I'm like, oh shit, the world is not as nice as I thought it was. Yeah. It's you a bit scary. Family members and something like, oh wow. Okay. I thought yeah. everyone was a lefty artist. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And my response to that was going to be literally. So you draw with your your left hand. That's really interesting. <laughs> no. So <laughs> you're ambidextrous. That's even more interesting. <laughs> I draw with my feet. <laughs> what do you do with your hat? No way. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? <laughs> See, I'm now going to actually ask a valid question about what you yeah, do. Yeah, go on, buddy. So, what was it that like attracted you to sort of? Because I think these days um, we don't have enough uh, all ages stuff, you know, all, all ages comics. I don't think we have enough of that, and we don't talk about that enough. And I know that was one of the reasons that I know I had approached you a while ago. You did a fantastic article for yeah. Geek Syndicate plug um, <laughs> on sort of all ages comics and stuff. And one of the things I kind of wanted to sort of get into about is kind of like what attracted you to doing all ages comics, and kind of what do you think of the state of play of all ages comics like these days. Um, but to answer the first question, I, 
I don't. To me, comics are comics. And yeah. I don't. I don't draw it in kids. We've read it. The only difference really is the language, perhaps, and a little you can probably show blood in the grown-up comic in the child's. But it's essentially the same, um, and it's the same characters, uh, pretty much the same scenario. Still, still doing it the same way. It's just um, it's kind of a publish where they target rather you. Because I think if you sit down and think, right, I'm going to draw a comic kids, um, you're kind of stifling yourself. You're not allowing and having much fun potentially. Um, but, and I think that's been one of the problems with kids' comics. Um, certainly when I was growing up, there was a lot of comics to see that the artist drawing specific for children. So in TV, for example, we can tell the TV shows, like on Cartoon Network or Clothing, where the creators are just having fun. And you can tell it's a load of people sitting in the room, just throwing jokes around, like Spongebob or something like that, where they can see they're just having fun. Yeah. You can also see the TV shows where... Clearly, you've had 20 middle management people in suits saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, and they've got the target for a boy. Um, so you can definitely see the difference. So I, yeah, I, I think, I think there's a, there's a change happening in children's comedy at the moment. I think it's starting to, how important they are, mm. um, how important they are for literacy as well, for the kids who can't necessarily put proper books yet, that they can come as kind of gateway. Um, yeah, I think people are starting to realise it, but there's been a real slump in the last 20 years or so where they've been neglected, which is a shame because then you don't, you're not encouraging a generation of artists to come up. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I know what you mean, because, like, as a kid, which is weird, like, I used to, um, my, my older brother used to get, he used to get Captain Britain, and he used to get, like, a lot of the Marvel comics that were reprinted over here, so they were all sort of black and white and stuff, um, and they were very much hand-me-downs to me, so I always, and especially even looking back now, I never saw them as my comics, they're always, like, my, my brother's comics, um, and I never read, sort of, like, especially in my neck of the woods, no one read the, B- the Beano or the Dandy or anything mm. like that. We, we didn't read them, those sort of comics. Um, and my first exposure to having my own sort of comic that was, I don't know if you'd call it a kid's comic, maybe all ages, was, was Tintin. Um, because we didn't have a local comic shop or anything like that. And I used to get Tintin books out of the library. Um, bring them home Saturday afternoon and I would read and Tintin books was such a sprawling adventure any Tintin book was like if you didn't go to more than like two countries it was like what the hell <laughs> you know come on Tintin crack on you know um and but for me that could not only did it get me into comics it got me into the idea of like sort of travel and things like that I love the professor in it so it made me want to sort of learn stuff um my first original thing I wanted to actually do I actually originally wanted to be an artist and do comics that was what I originally wanted to do um so the first things I used to start off drawing were, were all the Tintin characters and I think you're right I think for a lot of kids that's where their their, their sort of passion for art starts you know they, they find a comic they love they the first thing you want to do is you mimic it so you get a bit of tracing paper out and then you suddenly sort of go actually I don't want to trace anymore I want to do these myself and it, it's a there's a natural journey but if you cut that off at the beginning and you just suddenly go actually we don't need any all ages comics all comics are adult all comics are this that and the other then i think you really do start to hamper yourself um and you miss out on stuff i think because there's a lot of great stuff out there and i always remember um, watching um the powerpuff girls mm-hmm. which is you know on one level you could say that's about as kids as you get you know it's three little girls like flying around the city beating things up but watching that as an adult freaking love the powerpuff girls because they kicked ass mm-hmm. and got their asses kicked. <laughs> I think I think the I think the barriers are sort of falling away now, where um, especially in cultural whatever you call it, that you can like whatever you like. And I think the idea um, ten twenty years ago of adults liking children comics would have been kind of frowned upon, but now it's starting to all be sort together and it's becoming no, I like comics and I like this, um, mm. which is cool. So you, yeah, you can cosplay as Final Fantasy, but you can have a, a 
yeah, Powerpuff Girls, Keyring, or, you know, you can do what you want, and it's a lot more, which is nice. It's a lot more welcoming. So when I was growing up, I only ever read the Beano and, you know, funny comic, because I found the Marvel and DC stuff. I don't know, I found it kind of, um, it seemed too grown up for me. It seemed it's yeah. like I wasn't quite welcome. Um, and I think that's partly because in the 80s, there was a very distinct style in the 80s. Yeah. Um, like the Robert Field stuff. Very um, angular and sh- overly shaded. Yeah, it just felt a bit mature. Whereas he's in Chips or the Beano or something. Just watch character do stupid things. Mass pile of mashed potato sauce. Yeah, that was brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> That's one Simple of my things. Life You've got your smoking jacket. I want to eat a massive pile. Of <laughs> that one is really easily doable, Jamie. Yeah, I, I, I would I'd probably say that one is going to be easier and cheaper than than my life goal. But the size of it in comics, when they did it in the comics, like that mashed potato was stacked high. That was about half the height of child eating. So to reenact it properly, I'd have to probably kill myself. Yeah, and and you're now taller, which means that's going to make it even. You know, yeah. If you're doing if you're doing that when you're eight, that's fine. Doing it now, I mean, phew. Just set myself up for a fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forget your twenty-four hour podcast. There's your challenge. <laughs> you should Just do it. You should, yeah, you should have set that up this evening before you went on it. <laughs> and, then, and then at like twelve o'clock when you're starting to flag a little bit, just go right, mashed potato. Let's go. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than trying to sit here and talk to people for another like so many hours <laughs> after eating that much starch and carbs. <laughs> Well, well, to be honest, if, if we start to get low on donations, at least now we've got a gimmick to bring people back in. <laughs> I'm not going to eat just that get much a massive pile. Okay. Do you want to know a little fact about me? What? Too much potatoes make me fart. So, B, you do not want this to happen. It depends on the form of potatoes. Like, if you went to a chippy, like a medium bag of chips is fine, but give me a large and, oh boy, that's not good for it's, anyone it's, involved. It's, it's the fact that it's almost like you sound like you've done studies on it. Uh, well, I, d- I went through an IBS phase where I had to like take things out of my diet and put them back in, and I learned some things about myself. I actually thought you were going to say the, you went through an IMF stage. I thought what, you joined the International Monetary Fund. Yeah, uh, and learned a lot about potatoes there. Okay. I feel like you've got a specific number of chips in your head. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Forty-seven. Nah, forty-six. Like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> What we're, what we're going to do, right, James, is we'll, we'll send Mike out to the chippy a bit later. He'll come back with a bag of chips and then I'll quietly watch as Stacey eats them. Count. And then when she I'm sort of went, when she sort of goes, I've got to go, while she's upstairs, I could then sort of go to everyone, it was 45. Now I have to leave on an unrelated matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway. what are you working on these days? Um, I, I mostly do the Phoenix stuff. I do this comic, uh, Moose comic, which, uh, it's kind of an anthology, um, cause I used to work for the Dandy and then that closed after 75 years. And a lot of artists were saying, what do we do now? How do we bring back children's comics? How do we revive it? Um, so my small effort was to get a load of artists together. We have about 40 artists in this year. We make the kids comic we want to make sort of unfettered. Mm. Um, publishing like that um, we put it online free um, and we do about one a year it takes about a year to get together I don't know why um, uh, but we yeah say so we have 40 artists 36 full colour pages um, all available at moosekidcomics.com 
plug it there. Um, and issue three is what well, I'm working on at the moment. We're just waiting for one or two more artists to get their pages, and hopefully it'll be up a loop. Um, Ooh, lovely. And then we did a we did a charity drive for it at Christmas. We raised five grand, and then we got a load of them printed and sent out to hospital. Well, yes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're making kids comics, surely that's the most natural thing in the world. Then send the children really cheering up. That's kind of what comic design. Yeah. Um, so we did that um, in association with a charity called Reader Film to take books and. Um, so yeah, that's that's all that's all really fun and really re- rewarding. But it's so much time to bring together. I've worked out it takes about two months out of the year. Wow. Um, and it, yeah, that's that's tricky to try and fit it all in. Um, but it's good. It's you know it's nice making comics. What else? Can you do? Well, mashed potato and sausage apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and a lovely crushed velvet jacket. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> I feel a bit sad now because my life goals don't involve anything as fun as potatoes or jackets. Mine are like I don't know, get a better job and. <laughs> yeah, see. Have a lot more money. You need something a bit more whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. I'll think on it. I'll get something by the end of this 24 hours. I was going to sure. say, I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> oh, God. We'll come up with something. Don't you, don't you Not worry. Not potato based. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, okay, we've already established nothing potato based, but yeah, okay. We've got a benchmark to work from now, that's, that's good. Wow. But actually, you were saying, um, so you said you were involved in the last, doing the last issue of the Dandy. Um, cause you did, you did the final cover, didn't you? I did, I was amazed, yeah, that they let me do that. Um, yeah, it was really nice. No pressure then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At the time, I was doing so much for the dandy anyway. Um, they were they were cool and they let me do it. I just fancy doing so. Yeah, I, it was a real, really nice thing to be able to do and see that cover going around on the news station. You admire posting and stuff. Oh wow! They probably never know, but it's nice to admire. Yeah. Well. Who I'm I'm really monopolising. That's all right. Any... I'm just watching you professional. No, it's just because you're asking all the same questions I had in my head. Oh, so it's fine. No, sorry. go for it. You're better at this than me. No, no, I'm not. I just keep producing fart jokes and things. No, no, no. <laughs> See, you're arguing already. I only had forty three minutes. Um, like a race, isn't it? Where suddenly, like after a couple of hours, they're going to run ahead and start to I don't do. Well, that's it. I'm working <laughs> on the basis that I'm I'm much better in the morning, so I'll, I'll start to flag probably in about five minutes, and then Stace will like roar on, and <laughs> oh, I'll just I'll just me. quietly sleep in the corner. You're that's not allowed my, to sleep. That's the point. That's my plan. Is it? What? <laughs> oh, well, hold up. What? I don't get no little naps or power naps, nothing like that. It's just oh. 24 hours straight talking. Unless you want to go and pretend to have a shit and have a little toilet nap. Oh, you're having a laugh. I never knew that. No one's told me this. <laughs> have you got any Red Bulls there? Or any- oh, many. We've got monsters in the fridge, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Triumphant dance. No one wants to see me when I've had a few energy drinks because I get a bit Jekyll and Heidi. <laughs> God. You'll see. Am I going to have to move? Because <laughs> the beard starts to grow and it's all a bit much. Um... <laughs> but you, you said like uh, people it, people you admired were seeing your work and that was great. So who who does Jamie Smart admire besides obviously myself and Stace? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Well, who's the third most admired? Person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. There was a there was a moment where um, in Moose Kid Comics we got um, Alan Martin, the, the co-creator of Tank Girl, Warwick Jones, <laughs> to do a young tank girl so it's a prequel strip so it's super kids um, and that that blew my mind because I grew up I love tank girl and it really worked as well it was really like a treehouse club kids really seeing um, but that happened and then um, and then I went to a talk where James Hewlett and Martin were talking about tank girl um, and that was great just to see them talking but then uh, suddenly the Moose Kid comics flashed up on the screen and Alan started talking and stuff 
Um, and that was amazing for me because I think, I don't know, there's something about Alan Jamie that God like him. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a real honor. Um, but yeah, I think uh, when I used to draw Bear, I got a pin-up pages done and I had a few artists that I really loved. One in particular was Evan Dawkins, um, who drew milk and cheese. Um, and he was another hero who sort of, I don't know, I think you find as an artist, there are maybe two or three chain of direction going, um, before you find your fine style, if there is such. Um, and Everett's definitely one of them. Really sort of, um, shouty characters smashing the face. Um, decided that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So to have him, you know, to draw my character, that was something I was just staring at about a day. My brain pre-processed the real one. Yeah. So that's what's nice about it. You get to know people growing up. Love. Tom Paston too. He's a, Hero of Wizard and Buster, so that when I was growing up. Um, and he's been drawing for us as well, so that, yeah, it gives you opportunities to talk to heroes. I think that's one of the, um, I think, especially in the current climate where it seems every day there seems to be a massive argument going on in the, in the comics community. Um, I, um, one of the things I've always loved about being involved with the comics, especially doing a podcast and whatever, is that I've found everyone really approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic creators themselves. And, um, and like you say, I've got a lot of, I've, I've met a lot of my heroes. I don't, I don't draw or anything like that, but I've met a lot of my comic heroes through doing the podcast. And like you said, you know, everyone's always really approachable. Um, everyone's, most people, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's a couple. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but there's there's a few that are you know mm. bit of an ass. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but in in general, um, I found that everyone is um, really really approachable. And actually, another thing is well, quite humble because there's some people that I've met where I think you do amazing stuff. Whether you're a writer, whether you're a letterer, whether you're an artist, whether you're an inker, whether you're a colorist, you do amazing stuff. Um, but you don't seem to realize how good you actually are. And that seems to be a common theme I find with most creative people anyway. I think creative people are naturally, I mean, I'm generalizing, but naturally first, and that's why they're creative, perhaps. I mean, but, um, I think if you're, if you're shy or, or retiring, kind of retreat inside your own head, certainly in my case, the come create out of that, you make your own work, do the real one. Um, and I think that's certainly a lot of the artists I've met. Yeah, you can see they're as, they're as Tim as you are about me. And it, that's mm. quite reassuring. I think, oh, I've upheld you as a hero in my head as years. Actually, you're just a person. Yeah, like you say, not too arrogant, no swagger. When mm. I first met my girlfriend, she'd read my comic before, and one of the first things she said to me, oh, I thought you were a lot cooler. That's just, <laughs> oh, just quality. <laughs> Dorky guy shuffling. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Well, I always remember with um, with my girlfriend, or now, now my wife, um, that she because I've got I've got a mad love for pulp adventure stuff. So you know, Raised Lost Ark is my favorite film. Blah blah blah. Um, so when we first sort of were together, we'd watch a lot of these sort of films, and we sat and watched The Shadow. Okay. Right, which I like. I know not everyone loves it. Okay. You've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. Is that the Alec Baldwin? The Alec Baldwin one. I personally loved it. Sorry if that means we're now going to lose listeners and lots of money. (laughs) But, you know, I I personally loved it. So we watched this film together and at the end of it, we'd only been going out together, I don't know, maybe a few months or whatever. She said it was brilliant. So it was absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed it because I was really going on about it. And one of the first things she ever bought me was a, um, an action, a shadow action figure. Oh, you can't awesome. get him anymore. And you know, I thought this, this girl's a keeper. And obviously, <laughs> m- many, many years later, 22 years later, we are now happily married. I was just dying. Um, <laughs> and, um, she told me, I don't know how many years in, she told me that she absolutely despised every moment of watching the shadow. Oh no. <laughs> Your whole relationship was based on a lie. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, actually, I hadn't realised that until you just said that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Thanks. wow. That's quite a, yeah, that's a fundamental thing. That's like building a building in a foundation. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Everyone just keep, keep my my relationship with that. It's fine. I always Come the shadow and the phantom, except the phantom was the Billy Zane one. Yes. But they yeah. were roughly the same time. They? Yeah, they were, yeah. Stacey's looking really blankly at me. I'm You've never seen the Phantom I've not seen that either. Oh. If there's one thing you should learn about me, it's that I definitely shouldn't have a podcast about pop culture <laughs> oh. because I've never seen or read any of it. Do you want to, you <laughs> do you want to talk about the turtles then? That <laughs> yeah, do the turtles because we all know you've well, seen the turtles. because then you guys will just be staring at me like, gosh, doesn't anything about anything else. And then I'll have a little cry. The thing I find... I- I, th- I think I think you're better place to do it then because I find I don't know about comics I I don't read enough comics and yet when you go and you're doing or you they say oh what comics you stare blankly at them I, I don't know um, I read one a couple of months ago so I'm, I'm kind of I work in the industry but I don't know enough about it but I think uh, at first I was kind of ashamed of that but I think it's all right otherwise you're perhaps um, you're perhaps overly influenced by the industry around you where it's quite mm. nice to walk in and around them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so definitely. It's, it's a bit fresher. You're not like you were saying about all the beef on Twitter between comic people. I, I don't tend to notice. I'm not. Mm. Um, I don't know what they're talking about. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know that happens to me so often that I see something on Twitter and I'm like, oh, some people have got their knickers in a twist. But then I can't be bothered to go and find out like the original tweet or article <laughs> or whatever that caused it. So I'm just like, oh, I guess we're all upset today. Well, that well, my, my problem is uh, it's going to be a lot of my wife says. I'm just saying this now. Okay. But my wife says that I'm a, I'm a right window twitcher and by that i'm one of those people that like if they see something going across the street they're like you know crack the window a little bit what's going on over there so <laughs> oh curtain twitch yeah that's it curtain twitch that, that sounds better than window twitch i was uh, imagining window yeah how, how do you how do you twitch a window good, good point um <laughs> very carefully is the answer to that um no the the um so i see something on twitter like some comic creator says something random going i can't believe they've said that that's rubbish Instead of me just going on with my day going like, I don't know what that is about, I then have to backtrack like I'm Columbo yeah. to, to the source going, ah, that's what it is. And then I make a, I make a judgment call on whether or not I should get annoyed about it or not. <laughs> and, and then if I do, I then go, I'm not going to, going back to my earlier comment about social media, I then say, well, I'm not going to comment on it. So then I go on with my day being mildly annoyed with myself that I spent this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're learning some valuable lessons about oh, yeah. yourself today, Barry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ma- the, the, I saw the fuss about the new Iron Man being a girl um, with, oh, yes. a couple of days ago, but I, I, that was one of those things where I looked at it I thought, that's really cool. Oh, people are upset. And then just carry on. And then you just kind of, <laughs> as long as yeah. you know what your opinion is, then it kind of doesn't matter what trolls. Or, like the, the new Ghostbusters film. Oh. Um, I mean, that... <laughs> It looks a bit of a, you know, it doesn't look amazing, but it looks all right. But it's just the fact that it's annoyed so many, you know, angry, big avatars of it. You kind of think, no, I'm going to go and see that now. I really want to succeed. It's a good idea. See if we'll make more. Well, my, my thing with, like, the Ghostbusters, I didn't think we'd get to this stage to about 8 o'clock, by the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, this is, this when, is a when, controversy when, early on. When, I, when I'd been drinking. So <laughs> I, I might come back to it, because I've got a lot to say about the Ghostbusters. Me too. But my, my initial thing I'm going to say whilst I'm sober is... The, the downside of doing a long running podcast is things come back to haunt you. Okay. Yeah. So I remember when they first announced they were doing a Star Trek, they were going to reboot Star Trek and they were going to do a film with Kirks and Spock and blah, blah, blah. And literally Dave and I must have spent at least an hour on how this was the worst idea <laughs> ever, you know, and like every chance we got, it was like, what are they doing? 
And then as it went on, they then said, oh, no, hang on a minute. No, it's all going to be about time travel. It's going to reboot everything. And we thought, oh, okay, maybe. But still think it's a stupid idea. How are you going to do Kurt? How are you going to do? No one's going to play Spock or Bones. That's nonsense. Then the film came out. <laughs> we went to see the film together. Came out and thought, oh, shit. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty good. And he was really good as Spock. And he was really good as Bones. And there's a bit where Kurt does something at the end where he slaps Bones' shoulder. It's like spot on Shatner. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I, see, I have you a know? slightly different problem in that I'm very easily influenced. So I could, like, see a film, like, for example, the new Turtles movie. And I walked out of it with Rich, who hated it. And he was like, God, wasn't it shit? This bit was shit. This bit was shit. And I was like, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, it was kind of shit. But then I spoke <laughs> to some other people who liked it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That bit was good, and now I love it. <laughs> so, and people keep like like tweeted at me like, didn't you say you thought that was shit like two episodes? So ago? basically, you're the equivalent of that stormtrooper in Force Awakens that fickle. she uses the Jedi mind trick on. That's you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm super fickle. You can pretty much just say to me, "Yeah, but wasn't this good?" And I'll go, "Of course it was." Yeah. See, Even though I was vehemently against it. But 10 my, seconds my, ago. my thing as well with the <laughs> with the Ghostbusters is I never saw a trailer for the original Ghostbusters film. No. Because because back then you know, the only time you really got to see trailers was when you were actually in the cinema. You know, you didn't. You know, again because there was no internet. So um, I recently saw the trailer for the Ghostbusters film, the original Ghostbusters film, and I thought. That's, that's pretty poor. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's really slow and like weird. Yeah, but I, but I love the film. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily, I think people have kind of evangelised it a little bit higher than it actually was, mm. but it, it has a ghost blowjob and that's not necessary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, that whole scene, every time that comes on, I'm just like, no, 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 well, no, no, well, no, first, no, 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 no. Firstly, I'd just like to say blowjobs are always necessary. <laughs> um, I Secret just, ghost blowjobs. I want to. Unsolicited ghost I'm gonna go. I'm right, gonna go. Can we make a list of um, family friendly films from the 80s which feature um, that? I'm not gonna say the word. Uh, Ghostbusters and Police Academy that you don't Ooh. remember until you go back to. Ooh. I'd forgotten how risque the Goonies was until I rewatched it last year, and it opens with a prison break where someone pretends to kill themselves and then sets the place on fire. Then a kid says the word shit and knocks a willy off a statue. That's the opening <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, but I remember. Yeah, Police Academy was when he'd ever when when always he'd give the speech. Yeah, yeah, it was quite and quite yeah, happening, yeah. As a kid, you watch it and you just go, "That's funny," and you don't think more about it. But yeah, I was just, I was just laughing because like it was a funny zip noise. I was like, hey, that's funny, yeah. the funny zip noise. And then as an adult, going, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> sure. I like, I, I like the way uh, Willie being knocked off. Yeah, <laughs> I only watched it last year, and I was oh, just okay. like, "Oh, this isn't children for." And they try and put, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, the chubby one. They try and is put his chunk? hand in a blender, and I'm like, "Wow, this movie is rough, guys." It's yeah. really in rough. the 80s, they really didn't care about just feeling it. Yeah, no, speak, no. speaking as an um, 80s kid, well, I was born in the 60s, but 80s, you know. Um, yeah, no, no. That's why I loved, I loved watching films in the 80s, because they didn't mess about. Like I said, Razor's Razor Lost Ark, I saw that film when I was 11, right? And my brother took me to see that film because I couldn't go on my own. Uh, uh, people seem to forget a guy's head exploded in Razor Lost Ark. A guy's head exploded. Almost, and that was okay for kids. That was, that was I almost right. bought you a present the other day, which was a candle of that Nazi guy's face. And when you, when you burn it, it melts. It slowly uh, melts. Yes, yeah, a guy's face melts. A guy's head explodes. Yeah. It's so gross. Uh, first time I saw it, I never actually, most of that sequence I never actually saw because I had hands in front of my eyes because I knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah. But I wasn't prepared for it to be quite that bad. Yeah, it's, it's proper gross. And you think it's an art that you deserve it, but... Yeah. <laughs> but then as a kid, when I saw it, I didn't, you know, I hadn't really, I hadn't done 
the history to sort of know just how bad Nazis were. I just thought these were bad guys. And I remember thinking, that's a bit harsh. Well, you know what I mean? I was like, all they wanted was like the power of God to rule the world. I mean, you know. Think, yeah, that's all they wanted. It's a bit harsh. Guys, we've got a minute left and we've barely spoken about Jamie. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask you about Flemba, which seems like an exciting pursuit. Quick, do yeah. it now. He's got a minute. What's it about, Jamie? Go. Uh, Flemba's uh, straight novel. I'm doing hopefully a series. Um, um, first novels I've done, which is really nice. I kind of assumed I could write novels and I draw cartoons, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it'll be easy it's been years and years of rewriting um, but hopefully that's out next year um, and I have a blog uh, called Flem Blog or something um, that, uh, it's basically the development of it and pictures and it's all about the meat of the publisher and um, about the go wrong stuff so I thought it might be quite interesting to see uh, how um, ruinous writing a book can be sold so it'll end, it'll end with a breakdown but hopefully it'll be a book Next time we talk, I'll tell you about my, my writing because I'm, I'm also a writer of books. And, um, yeah. How many have you done? Um, I'm on my. Oh, no, yeah, Barry. Yes, How many have you done? Um, well, technically, I've done loads, um, but the, the only one that people have read is one. Okay. It's hard, um, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah, extremely hard. And yes, you can expect a breakdown. Sorry. Yeah. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, dear. <laughs> I suppose on that note, yeah, of breakdown. It was it was lovely speaking to you. We Ruminate on, on that for the rest of the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, started on toilets. Yeah, in, in, in breakdowns. No, yeah. well, good luck with the rest of the day. I mean, I, I thank you. Mind, right? um, this time tomorrow, you'll hopefully be asleep. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh. yeah, fingers crossed I won't have uh, killed anyone in a murder rampage, which is what happened the last time <laughs> I drank monster drinks. I'll, uh, oh, yeah. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> good luck. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, they didn't realise I was going to need quite this much luck. Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's been lovely talking to you again. No, thank and, you. Um, you I have to properly talk to you about Flember at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. thank you for having me on. I, I feel like I'm the first person. Oh. Very kind. And um, yeah, I hope you well. No, I'm going to so, feel I, bad I, about hanging up. I know. And just just to say, when we start bitching about you in about four hours, we've had a few drinks. Don't take it personally. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> Jamie Smart and his opinions on Ghostbusters. Yeah. We'll see, though. I didn't context I was walking in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. <laughs> Speak to you soon, dude. Good luck, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. Right, now I have to try and remember how to add a ping and then call them. Add people, that's how you do it. Choose contacts. Well, my contacts listed. There we go. You got a £30 anonymous donation. Thank you, anonymous. Thank you, anonymous. I can't add Andrew because he hasn't accepted my friend request. Um, Andrew. 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 You but. I was just about to say, I, I will... Ah, that's what I was going to say. I bought six different geek T-shirts with me. I'm currently wearing a uh, Chewbacca in a, T-shirt. In a very fancy outfit. Not a smoking jacket. It's but, not a crushed velvet Close jacket. enough. It's not um, a crushed velvet jacket. And what I plan to do for every um, donation received specifically for a T-shirt change, <laughs> I will change into a new geek T-shirt. I've only got five, so spread them out, people, is what I'm saying. But if you've done it specifically and say, this is because I want Barry to wear a different geek t-shirt, I will I will put a different geek t-shirt on. Can I put it on Twitter? Yes, of course. Yes. Mm. Go on, take a, take a picture of Barry's chest. Oof. Oh, you look triumphant. I, I am. I tell you what, this rain outside is really making me need a wee. Come on, Andy, <laughs> add me as a fucking friend, you silly bastard. Right, come on. Shall I just call Stephen and add him later? Yeah, you could do. What's up? 
So Andy hasn't accepted you. So, so he hasn't added me as a contact, so I can't add him to this group because okay. it won't accept it. So Stace is currently trying to sort out technical difficulties. Whereas so, uh, in the meantime, <laughs> if uh, anyone's got any uh, questions or anything like that while she's trying to get that sorted, yeah, do that. then uh, tweet them and our tech guru, Mike, will uh, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James Gilly said that James Smart sounded like he was from space. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just had this wonderful image of Jamie Smart in um, a wonderful spaceship with space monkeys pressing buttons. And- <laughs> well, we didn't get a chance to say it, but after the, um, that James, is it Peak fella? He was up in space oh, yeah. for a month. Um, Jamie, Jamie took his place. Yeah. So he actually was. That was a call from space. That actually space. was a call from space. We didn't make a big deal about it because it's not about, it's not about outer space today i'm just gonna call steve and add andy in a bit yeah that's how i'm gonna do it yeah that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that'll work i will also say brian williams we've won his heart by talking about ghost versions <laughs> this is fantastic ass calling fantastic ass calling hello hello i thought that was a recorded message then <laughs> He's just got um, such lovely dulcet tones. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying I to add Andy and it's not working, mate. <laughs> I, I don't wish to um, <laughs> to scare you. I did just get a message from Andy that reads, I've only just got up, when are we up? What a plonk. Wow. I responded now, so I'd imagine scrambling. <laughs> wow. What a tit. Can I add people to a call once I've called people? Uh, yeah, I can. That's fine. Can. That's fine. Oh, I don't know how really I, d- I can't because I don't... Mm, I oh, no, don't, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Why is it too late? No, I can move my... I can do that. It's fine. I'll move do my headphones a little bit. It's probably Steve just shouting at me. <laughs> I, I have a naturally resonant voice. I know, mate. I've, I've met you before and you, every time I walk away from you, I do think, he's a lovely dude, but I wish he'd like t- turn his voice down a little bit. It's very loud. <laughs> I'm a podcaster here. My voice is my... T- Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's all right. Steve knows I always take the mic out of him when I meet him. I love that. Thanks for being here. Also, you're too loud you are. Now, yeah. I think you're lovely, but I have just turned down my headphones, so maybe I'm... <laughs> have you got Have you got, got, volume got control? headphones with a hug, yeah. Oh, oh, oh right. I know what I'm oh, it's doing, like that, man. is it? I'm a professional. <laughs> God, when she said co-host, she really meant co-host, didn't she? <laughs> Slash underling. I'm sorry, dude. Wow. I'm sorry. Oh. Hey. Steve, how you doing? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want to say that I saved the show, but uh, I saved the show, I did. You did save the show. What you what, what the listeners wouldn't have heard is the frantic phone call I made to Mike four minutes in going, Mike, mm. there's no sound. Oh, that was that was that you. That was Steve, yeah. I, I, I should really thank you for that because apparently no other fucker decided to tell us. Yeah, I, I think everyone, well, it's that whole thing, isn't it? I think a lot of people just want to see you crash and burn. Yeah, they just heard live. a song and then silence and thought, oh, this is probably right. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I was expecting, 24 hours of like complete silence. <laughs> I'm really sad because there was some tip-top material in that bit that we missed. No, I was, I'm telling you, that, that six minutes was probably the best six minutes you were going to get. Do you reckon I can rip the audio from the Periscope video and stick it into an episode later yeah if you're on periscope yeah that's true if you're on periscope well really you know if you're on periscope then that was your extra treat that you got that the rest of you actually no i won't say sod you all because that's probably not yeah no because these people are lovely and they're donating and listening yeah this is true we love you it would make a good outtake you just had the show going and then you just hear mike going there's no sound and you just go oh shit Yeah, true. But but trust trust me, once we start drinking, there's going to be more than enough outtakes. Yeah. The thing is, you're saying outtakes as well, but when I put these out of smaller episodes once it's done, they, they don't get edited. Oh. Um, because that's a lot of editing to do, and I'm lazy. Oh. So 
it's going out au naturel, baby. Oh. There won't be any outtakes, it'll all be oh. in. Well, <laughs> let's not make the same mistake we made with Jamie and, and just talk about ourselves. Yeah, us e- in the Even though we are the most important people We are great, here. but um, that's not the point. Yeah. It's neither hither nor yeah. thither. So apparently... This Steve fella does a podcast. He does? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I podcast with Andrew Leyland, who um, should be <laughs> very... Right, he's, he's just messaged me. He is at his laptop, so we could try and have him call. Oh, okay, let's try. He needs to accept my uh, request to be a friend of mine first. This, this is literally classic podcasting one There's no stopping us, no stopping us. No, no one, one does, does it better. better. Um, <laughs> You've got a surprisingly high voice. Hey, he's still not on my list, so I will do that. Or is he? Oh, <gasps> there he is. Andrew Leland. Leland. Add to call. Let's do one of them. Come on. You can do it. Come on, Leland. Oh, I swear I believe. I don't know how you're going to do this for 24 hours. <laughs> Well, well, it's only going to be 20, 23 hours and like 57 minutes or something based yeah. on the, the missing part of the stuff. And I've, I've already told today I'm going at 11, so. You're not allowed. That's what I bought the whiskey for. I should have kept it like in a, in, I should have yeah. kept it in like a safe or something until like, like <laughs> yeah, time until safe. it's too late for you to leave. And then I'm like, no, you can have the whiskey. No, you don't want to do that to me because I'll go Incredible Hulk and I'll just pull that, I'll pull that fucker out of the wall. So. <laughs> Um, ap- apologies if you're listening and, and I've just sworn again I've sworn I said shit about 33 times during yeah Jamie's but I've been dropping S-bombs so. like like the damn busters <laughs> do you know what I mean so I, I need to rein I need to rein it back a bit uh, so you know I'd I, like to see that version of the damn busters where just Barnes Wallace walks up to a dam and goes oi you damn get the fuck down yeah I could do that what accent was that I think it was wonderful was, oh good good <laughs> I'm not very good at, I'm not very good at Scottish accents I could do one and it's an impression of Gerard Butler in that advert for moisturiser that he did for L'Oreal and it goes look at my skin it's so tired <laughs> <laughs> Barry's face it's a fucking picture (laughs) it's good eh so 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 two so so two things two things right Mm -hmm. thing thing one F-bomb after I've just specifically said I'm going to try and like curtail the F-bombs so thing one thing two <laughs> Did you what not the see hell? that advert? No. It was an advert where Gerard Butler, because my friend didn't realise that he was actually Scottish, um, and I showed her this advert. It was for like L'Oreal moisturiser or something. It was like after they had Hugh Laurie and realised that his face looks like a piece of leather, so they should probably get someone who looks like they use a moisturiser at least. Um, and they got Gerard Butler in, and the whole advert is him like, "Look at my skin. It's so tired. It's so tired." But until I use this L'Oreal moisturiser, and he's like rubbing it. Why, all over why his are you face. rolling your eyes so much? Because that's what Scots do. Right. <laughs> right. I feel like I've just watched a recording of Highland. <laughs> a really a re- terrible Scottish accent. Uh, what what you've walked terrible. into is like Highland of fan fiction. <laughs> Hold on, nobody's having nobody's having sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah. having sex, so that can't be fun. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, Highlander. Wow. Heavens to Aren't they, butler, a clan butler. Aren't they um see and I'm doing this because I know that Andy's a bit of an eighties but aren't they supposed to be doing a reboot of Highlander? I don't know the what a Highlander is. 
in the Highlander, <gasps> Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery. Christopher Lambert plays Scottish despite being French. Sean Connery oh, no. plays Egyptian despite being Scottish. It's marvellous. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, ha- this is my action. Praise Ra and all of that. Build me a pyramid. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? Hi- Highlander. Highlander 2 is the only film that I've ever walked out of a cinema. Oh, I've walked yes, out of two. It is that bad. It is. And I'm going to say this now because the statute of limitations has passed on, like, we, because you could, you could climb over the wall and get in the back of our cinema. This is back in North London. This is back in North London. So we, we actually, we actually snuck in to see Highlander 2. Out of the so, yeah, yeah, that, that, oh my God. that should tell you. If you haven't That's seen Highlander 2, issues. that should tell you how much you shouldn't see Highlander 2. And I, watch it for free I wouldn't watch it for free I wouldn't break I wouldn't Would break you into your house and watch it if somebody paid you like if somebody paid you the amount it costs to have a cinema ticket like six video or whatever it is it's more than that, isn't it? Uh, I would, but I would keep the money go out with it rather than yeah. watch the film. Yeah. I'd sit in the <laughs> yeah. foyer and just... just... Andy, you, Andy, you mock, but we're, we're literally being paid to watch a very bad film soon. Yes. So. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, what's that about? Oh, I, I can um, guess, I can guess, I can guess, I can guess. Is this is this the new Fantastic Four film? Yes. It is. Uh, uh, one of our Patreon <laughs> goals is that we will record the commentary on the film because we've done the other films, including the unreleased one. Andy's never seen it. I went to see a press screening of it where they bribed us with pizza and beer, and I sat next to Rich Johnson. Did so, you fill your beer over Rich Johnson? No, 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 no. He he was telling me all sorts of naughty stuff that I'm fairly sure he was making up. But um, yeah, <laughs> surprise. I I won't repeat because I, genuinely we could get sued. Um, so so to recap for 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 those tuning in, a you both do you do your podcast about Fantastic Four. We'll come back to that in a minute. B for people who don't know who Rich Johnson is, Rich Johnson runs a a, a blog, um, blog news site called Bleeding Court. Yeah. I'm saying this because A, A, Rich Dutt isn't going to listen, and B, I know Rich anyway. Oh, okay. Um, right, I don't know him that well, you see. I think I've met him once on the dance floor. At yeah, the floor, I, so. I seem, I seem to, I seem to, I'm always, not at my best on the I dance seem to always see Rich in toilets kind of in cubicles hoping he's going to hear some bit of news. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be on Bleeding Cool front page tomorrow, baby. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Alzheimer's Society. I slept with Stan Lee. Put that on Bleeding Cool. Boom. Rich is really weird. In person, he's always really pleased to meet me. Like, literally at the last Thought Bubble, he leapt out of his chair, went to Steve and gave me a massive hug um, at the party. Online, he hates me. Um, the most recent thing I've had from him was just, oh, fuck off, Steve. <laughs> Which was then deleted, um, but I have a shut off. <laughs> You've so, to, so to, you've got you've got a screenshot of someone telling you to fuck off. Oh well, it's Rich Johnson. I mean, you've got to take a little bit of pride in that. You should get, get it put on a t-shirt. Yeah, I, it's going to be one of the pull quotes for the Fantastic Guys. Really great, <laughs> says Johnson. Oh, best Fantastic Four podcast on the internet. Says another. Fuck off, Steve. Says Rich Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me listen. Yeah, it, w- it would make me listen. To be fair, I appear to be dropping F cluster bombs. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's I like no one's even listening to me. I did you? warn people. I'm really sorry, guy. It's because we're passionate. Yes. Or something. Yes. <laughs> and we don't get to swear on the fantastic guys. I bleep them, except for the ones oh, I forget yeah. to bleep and I get really guilty about afterwards. Um. I forgot about that because I just went gallivanting onto their show a couple of months ago, and I was just like F bomb, F bomb, C bomb, boobs, smut. I know. <laughs> we, uh, all all uh, my favourite subjects. For <laughs> an episode last year covering a comic called Marvel Team Up number three, which was Human Torch, Spider Man, and Morbius, Morbius the Vampire. And we nice. spent a lot of time talking about vaginas. We did. And like I, an unnecessary I, I, amount of time talking about vaginas. I can't quite remember how we got onto that because um, none of the main protagonists or antagonists of that book have one. 
No, that's a good point. I can't right. remember either. It so, usually happens with me, though. To be fair, conversation yeah. just gets around to vaginas. So, so the fantastic cast. I'm trying to steer. I'm trying to steer away from <laughs> from the, vaginas. From, yeah, from vaginas. <laughs> Try, <laughs> vaginas, vaginas everywhere. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Whoa. I, I can't believe you people have never seen high, not even the series. Paul, don't say you people. It's only me, Barry. Seen. All right. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. I love Highlander. First Highlander film. Um, but going back to fantastic cast. <laughs> You see that? I am. I'm, I'm determined. I'm determined to give you guys the plug that you deserve. <laughs> um, so, so tell us what your, obviously Stacey already knows, so you already know to ask this question, but I'm considering the fact that other people are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what is your podcast? I know the clue is in the title, but. Who is your yeah. daddy and what does he do? Yeah. So what's your podcast about? <laughs> Boom. Um, gosh, well, we, we are a, a, a podcast focused on the Fantastic Four and what happens is Andy and I, we read through, uh, every issue of the Fantastic Four from the beginning. Cause, um, if you're not aware, the first modern Marvel comic, uh, from summer of 1961 was the Fantastic Four. That was the first, um, in, in the Marvel universe, which then spread out to be titles like Spider-Man and Avengers and Iron Man and, and, and the revival of Captain America. Um, and, and when I was starting, I was thinking, well, the Fantastic Four don't seem to get as much love nowadays. And this was five years ago. They definitely don't get it now. And I'd like to go back and take a look at it, but I'd like to do it with someone. So I made a short list of names. And once I'd written Andrew Leyland at the top, I didn't bother adding any more names because I really... <laughs> it's a very short list. And I'm very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I wrote that on the toilet wall, so. <laughs> but, um, we, we basically, each week, we take a look at one month in Marvel Comics, um, going through sequentially, we take a look at the Fantastic Four and any other books they appear in. So at the moment, we're in the early days of Thing's first uh, solo title. Uh, well, I say solo, it's Marvel 2-in-1, which is a team-up book. Um, and we'll take a look at where else they pop up in the Marvel Universe at the same time as well, um, which, which has been really good fun. And we've been going for, we've just released episode 187. Wow. Which is a yeah, that's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. So are you sorry? Are you weekly? We are, yes. Yes, we are. And you, it actually, unlike Geek Syndicate, actually sounds like you actually are weekly. Yeah, they're very Weaver. prepared. They record things in advance if they're not going to be around. Really? Yeah. People, <laughs> people they know do what that. They're putting us to shame. To wow. be fair. <laughs> I'm uh, only we, monthly, and I can't even keep up with that sometimes. We, we've missed a week, and that was admittedly because my mum got incredibly ill and very nearly died. Um, so Oof. I have a good excuse to not do it. But we we managed to work around holidays and time off and redundancy. Well, not redundancy. I did lose my job at one point and uh, breakups. And Andy's been completely stable. It's me that's been completely mad. That sounds a bit right. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, it does put me to shame. I work on the basis though. When we started Geek Syndicate, no one knew what a podcast was and i feel that we've because we've paved the way for everyone we can we can afford to actually be a little bit lax now and just sit back and just go yeah you look do it properly and professionally because we've showed you how to do that uh, that's that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it i like the fact that you're using that as an excuse when your co-host is somebody who quite regularly gives like classes on how to podcast properly <laughs> i know well do you know what dave, dave does dave does um little classes on podcast editing he's, he's never edited right? a thing surely? he's edited and even this could be a mistake. He's edited probably one or two episodes <laughs> of Geek Syndicate. And, and, and those, and those, and those were the episodes that I, I wasn't on and I wasn't physically there to actually do any editing. 
Um, so he's just like every other teacher, including me. <laughs> what we're talking about? Yeah, he he, he goes to the he goes to Indiana Jones School of Podcasting, which is our makeup as I go. <laughs> I, I I study that life lesson quite a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Fantastic Four, you've probably been asked these questions, but it doesn't matter because I'm asking them. So I'm going to ask them with a side or a sass. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who is your least favourite Fantastic Four character and who is your favourite Fantastic Four character and it doesn't have to be the Fantastic Four themselves it could be Doctor Doom or the little dude he lives underground with other with other little dudes the moly that's, 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 that's it well it, it was either going to be it was either going to be um, it's either going to be Moe Man or Bilbo Baggins I was kind of edging towards Mole man. <laughs> just, that's just me. Andy, you probably guess what my least favourite one is. Yeah, go on. Okay, well, my least favourite is a, a villain from Fantastic Four number 13, um, who embodied the East-West divide at the time, and the space race itself. It's a character called Ivan Kragoff, better known as the Red Ghost, who um, went into space to try and prove Soviet uh space superiority and he took three simians with him and they got mutated by cosmic rays and he became the red ghost and his super apes they're terrible which is why i always refer to them as the red ghost and his stupid apes one of them can fire a gun one of them can shapeshift and the third one is so boring i can't even remember his power can, can i can i just interrupt i'm really sorry so you, you've effectively got a russian scientist and he's got three apes and they're called what the red ghost and the super apes and one of the apes can shoot a gun. What can the other two do? Uh, one can shapeshift, and I right. can't remember what the third one does because can't he's really bored. Can the other one bored. communicate telepathically? He can do Maybe. something with his head. He always has them rings coming out. Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go telepathy. So all of that, right? And, and, and just to recap, this is your least favourite <laughs> set of characters. I yeah. think he's completely wrong. I love the Red Ghost. Oh my god, I've never heard of these guys. I've never heard of these guys before. And the first thing we're first thing I'm thinking of is like, why aren't they got their own breakfast cereal? Why haven't they got their own comics? Why haven't they got their own film series? Why haven't they got their why own lunch the packs? Pants? Yeah, why don't I have? Because I'd buy. It. I'll tell you, Red Ghost and the free whatever Super Monkey underpants. I'd be all over those bad boys. Super Monkey underpants. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yes, Mike. even a throwaway Stan and Jack idea could sell underpants. Yes. I know, I know Mike's in the background, but Mike is also our show artist, so I'm expecting to get um. some Red Ghost underpants very soon. <laughs> yes. He's, he's done a thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> right, right, I want, I'm looking at Mike, I want you to do me, the Red Ghost, and the, the Three Wise Monkeys, that's what I'm going to do. Three Wise right. <laughs> and, and like... <laughs> Right, and and their catchphrase is "see no evil, hear no evil, feel my evil, bitch." That's their catchphrase. Whoa. Right, boom. On your Nuge and the three wise monkeys coming soon, people. You heard it first. I thought you were talking about your underpants then, and I thought no, when you were thinking no. like you know, feel my evil, bitch, you were like you know, really get some welly. <laughs> I want to categorically state that that was not me talking about me doing underpants. We're using that, that tagline. It's like they're very aggressive underpants. <laughs> I love the I love the fact that the actual two guests we've gone have gone like suspiciously really quiet, like super quiet. Yeah, there are. No, I've just enjoyed you talking about underpants. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm to find out who Andy's favourite character is because I've got yeah, a let's, yes. let's move along. I can't work out who's at the top. Yes, my least favourite is anyone who's in Strange Tales because I was forced to read every issue of that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, it's probably my least favorite. It's probably Pace Pop Pete when he started out because his entire shtick was he's got a gun that shoots paste. Paste. And the amount of fun we paste. had with him shooting paste over Sue Richards. Oh. <laughs> and it's probably the single thing we have received the most complaints about. Oh, no. We are over the top. We went with making shooting over Sue with his paste jokes. But I never get bored of it. I'm getting that sense, Andy. Facebook <laughs> Pete then went on to come to Trapster. Yeah, but that's it. Paradox. As he went on, I actually really grew love him because of how crap he is. He never changed <laughs> his mean, stick. That's what it is. In his original appearances, he not only had his gun, but the gun had a tube that went into a bucket of paste that he had to carry around <laughs> with him. And the bucket didn't even have a lid. So if he slipped and spilled, he'd just be like, oh, um... I'll be back. Refill required. It was <laughs> so that, that's the super villain you've got taking on your lead character. A guy who walks around with a tub of paste that you probably used to build houses with. That's it. That's what he was. And yet nobody ever could beat him until the last page. He was wow. genius. Brilliant. <laughs> My... I'm sure I've seen him in a home. I'm sure I've seen him on a home improvement show or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he works with Alan Titch, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Pete the Pace Man Taylor on Tool Time. Wow. Tool Time. <laughs> yes. Uh, as you mentioned Strange Tales, I might jump on to my favourite, because my actual favourite, I think, is your favourite. So I'm going to go off to my second favourite then, which is a villain who has appeared in two comics ever, <laughs> and both of which are Johnny Storm's solo event in Strange Tales. And just to talk about Strange Tales a little bit, this was the first ever spin-off in Marvel Comics, uh, the modern era, and Johnny went to have his own Superboy-esque adventures, where, amongst other things, he was given a secret identity, leading to a great moment where, in the same moment that he was featuring in a film starring the Fantastic Four on national release, he was also trying to pretend that he had a secret identity in his hometown. This all went tits uh, six issues in, when it was revealed the entire town knew that he was given Torch and were basically humouring him and going, oh yeah, oh, Johnny Thor, wait, we need Human Torch. I, uh, oh look, the Human Torch here. where did Johnny go? I have no idea. And doing that constantly so he wouldn't feel bad about shit to identity. Um, but my favourite villain is genuinely, he's only ever appeared in two comics, he's so crap that not even the Scourge of the Underworld could be bothered to shoot him in the mid-80s when he was killing all the shit villains. Uh, it's a guy called the Acrobat, who in his first appearance, <laughs> uh, 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 but in his second appearance, he dressed up as Captain America, and his story was used by Stan Lee as a test to see if readers would go, hey, that's Captain America. No, it's not, but we've read more Captain America comics. And because people did that, Cap was brought back in Avengers number four, and then, you know, his History unfolded. Um, but one of the things I really love about the acrobat is he's basically a parkour villain. <laughs> Usually reinvented hey, as a parkour guy. Uh, think of like the old Casino Royale. Yeah. But his name is Zante. <laughs> and he's glorious. And I've had more fun with those two issues of Strange Tales than I have with many, many other comics. I'm not saying they're good comics, but I've had fun with them. <laughs> I don't think any issue of Strange Tales can scrap this comic. <laughs> the quality is terrible. I mean, they even got, at one point, they got Jerry Siegel, creator of Superman, to write to issues of that. They, he was uh, credited under a pseudonym, and they are really, actually, I quite like one of them because it did something very different. It um, blew up a nuclear bomb, and Johnny broke his arm or something. Because um, that's what happened with nuclear bombs. I mean, come on, nobody knew anything. Remember in the 70s when they blew up a nuclear bomb in a nuclear power station in Dock 2, and two people survived it because they hid behind the car in the car park? <laughs> That's that's actually factually correct. It's something that the that, um, I the you government. To, I thought you had to get in yeah. the fridge. 
that's what you have no, to do. You, you no, know, you only get into you only get into fridge if you're Indiana Jones. And I'm sorry, I still love that scene. I don't care what anyone I says. Do, I love I love the first thirty minutes of uh, King of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, actually, yeah, I agree with you. Damn right. Yeah, mm. roughly when Sheila Booth turns up, and then they do that entire scene of exposition, which in the previous three films beautifully handled. In Raiders, the scene yeah. where they're all just sat around the table and they explain the plot should be boring, and it isn't, and it's the same in the other two. And yeah, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I don't know what happened. Spielberg apparently forgot how to block this kind of thing, and in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the film just grinds to a halt at that point and never recovers. But the first thirty. Minutes is a perfect little Indiana Jones adventure. Nothing wrong with it. Harrison Ford even pulls off in 70 years old and still convincing he could kick Ray Winston's ass. Now, if you can convince me you can kick <laughs> Winston's ass at whatever age, you're doing fine. I still say with, um, and I'll say this is probably the world's greatest Indiana Jones fan, Pat and Pending, um, <laughs> that, um, I, I enjoyed King of Christmas Cards. I didn't, I enjoyed it. I know, hey, I enjoyed all of it, but, the one thing for me when I went into that film that I was worried about is would would they be able to convince me that this is an old Indiana Jones and he could still be doing the stuff that I would expect Indy to do? And it did that. Forget anything else you can say to me, that's what it did. I, I thought it did it much more, in, like you said, um, Andy, in the first half, the first 30 minutes, I thought it did that a lot more. Um, and it made fun of the fact that he was older. But I remember having this argument with someone because they were sort of going, oh, I can't believe it's too much comedy and too much... And I said, do you know what? When you watch those films, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe, stands apart from those films because Raiders of the Lost Ark is actually quite a dark film. He's not, a, you know, and Indiana Jones is not a hero in that film. He's just a bloke who wants some stuff. And, you know, and if the byproduct is I also get to stop the Nazis, all right, fair enough. But I'm doing this because I want the Ark because that, that's what I do. He's a treasure hunter. Um, Glory, kid. Yeah. And when you watch Temple of Doom, a very, very dark film, they got loads of flack over it. So what they decided to do was, when you, when you watch uh, Last Crusade, was to line it up, make it a bit more of a comedy, bring his dad in, watch more Jolly Japes. So I knew if they ever did another Indiana Jones film, they were going to keep going down that route. So I imagined when they did Crystal Scar, I bet it's going to be even more comedy. And in my head, I thought that's just something I've got to get used to. Because personally, I, I want the tone of Ray's Lost Art, but I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to get that. But yet, for so many people, it was such a shock that they were doing comedy. I'm like, go back and watch The Last Crusade and tell me that isn't effectively carry on Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the third one is significantly lighter than the other two. And yeah, it, that, that, that's the great thing I like about Indiana Jones. He's not hero. And he keeps getting his ass kicked hmm. throughout all of the movies. And Ford still pulled that off in the fourth one. That's why I'm, I'm not as down on the doing another one as everyone else seems to be. As far as I'm concerned, as long as Harrison Ford can convincingly do it, let him do it. Or just de-age him. We could have him doing it well into his 90s, but still make him look 35 now. That's brilliant. Yeah. But, I, I, but then I sort of think that, um, I'm saying this, Stacey's left, Stacey's left the room, in case people think I'm, I'm hogging the mic. Just to make, to make that point quite clear. Um, yeah, um, no, she's making herself a sandwich, I thank you. Okay. Mine's out of the gutter. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, I will not have I will not have that tone. Um, yeah, no, I I, um, I think that they missed a the trick with um, uh, Crystal Skull, which was um, all I'm going to say is two words and then drop a mic, a imaginary mic, short round. Yeah, mm. I agree with Tyler. He brought short round back. Because uh, it does feel like after that 30-minute mark, it felt like in the scripting stage they got a bit worried about whether Ford could pull this off. But he'd already had, so there was no reason for Sheila Buff to be there to do the heroics. 
because his yeah. Kiwits are stupid. <laughs> Harrison Ford keeps it on the, the right side of believable because yeah. that's what he always did. That's his gift as a physical actor. It doesn't matter what he's doing, believe it because it's Harrison Ford. Soon as Sheila Buff's being chased by a bunch of CG monkeys, you, you, there's a disconnect and you turn off. I and it didn't have that physicality of three films. I will say something in defence of Sheila Buff. Uh, as much pains me to do so. My favourite scene in that film actually involves him, and it's the chase through the university. Because um, apart from anything, it's a physical chase scene. It's not CGI monks. It's not a CGI cliff edge. Um, it's all done live, and she's a big part of that. But I really like seeing that because it 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 feels closest to capturing that frenetic pace of the uh, like that great bit in Raiders where where Indy's on the horse. He goes, "I've got this entire Nazi convoy to take out." Okay, start at the back. Work your way forwards. Um, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Yeah, best. that's one of my favourite action cinema ever. Just that bit where he looks at it all on the horse, then G's the horse up, and the music gets going. If you can't feel excited about that, it was playing in our office just before Christmas because we had BBC One on the tellies. Yeah, there was no sound, but without the sound, I saw that shot. And I was like, oh, oh god, how do I get half an hour off to just watch this live now? <laughs> Um, but, I mean, this is all beside the point. Andy, I want to know your favourite <laughs> Fantastic Four character. Oh, right, okay, we're still doing that. Uh, in- <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah, yes, we uh, are. My favourite Fantastic Four character of all time is Namor the Submariner. Oh, I love Namor. <laughs> Namor is the king of Atlantis, and he is an utter, arrogant, sexist prick. But he owns it. He's, he's, he can back all that arrogance up with just how magnetic a personality is. He's brilliant. I love it any time Neymar invades the surface world because he's just grumpy all of the time. And now I'm in my 40s. I can really relate to be grumpy all of the time. I love Neymar. <laughs> Anyone that can pull off them sort of green underpants things, I mean... I'll still be cool. Still be cool. They are just, very tight. They are very tight. Yeah, you can see what Sue saw in him, right? <laughs> I just got slightly distracted just thinking Are you about still thinking about the green underpants? Tight trousers, yeah. <laughs> he does have it... a magnificent horn as well. <laughs> he really does. And I'm not kidding. That's no, that's a fact. The secret things. He has a big horn that he blows and Sue always likes his horn. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Stace take that one. There, there's a point where um, in his first appearance in one the era, isn't Namor defeated when Sue grasps his mighty horn and tugs it? Yes. <laughs> Too many crickets. It's not even lunchtime. No. no. Yeah, but what's, what's genius of all this is that's all in the comics. We're not making any of this up. We just have a lot of fun with it. And I do think sometimes people take it a little bit more seriously than we do. The thing about Namor, I've not read many comics with him in, but the thing about him is that he always seems like he's being a massive, massive bellend. Yes, but he he's is. like, but he's like proper. Like, I'd be like, well, I'd follow him anywhere. Like if Namor turned up at my house and was like, "Look, I need you to like do a thing to help save the world," I'd be like, "Cool, sign me up. Where do I go? What am I doing? Oh wait, does it involve water? No, thanks." Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you can be surface lacking. <laughs> I thought you were going to say surface last then, and I almost choked on the water. <laughs> surface last. So that would have been worse than a lackey. Well, at least lackey doesn't employ, you know, sexual times. <laughs> oh no, Snape only got eyes on blue people. He likes his Atlanteans, apart from Sue Richards peels for some reason. <laughs> I was trying to reason that out in my head, but I can't figure it out. I mean, she's attractive, I guess. Yeah. She, I, I always, I always found her very attractive because I, the Fantastic Four comics that I used to read. I was just saying to Jamie before you guys came on because I used to read my brother's old Marvel comics, um, and these are like your sixties, your Stan Lees and whatever. Um, so it was proper old school Fantastic Four. 
Um, Sue, Sue Richards was, was, she was quite attractive in them, them old black and white ones. I won't, won't lie to you. You know, mm. she, she was. So I've got the name of thing. I've got where he was coming from because she, she was attractive. Um, oh, well, he, I, he's got the swimmer's body, which is probably what Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was struggling. Swimmers are built very well. But that explains, that explains me then because I can't swim a stroke. Me neither. <laughs> so. That's why I'm overweight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I'm. That's why I'm slightly tubby, even though people don't realise I am. It's because I'm. Over, it's because I can't swim. I've seen you. You've got, got an inch of fat on you. No, he hasn't. I got. I'm, I'm giving him the evil eye right now. All I'm. All I'm, sa- all I'm saying is CG. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you walk around with a CG renderer everywhere you go. Right? Yeah. And it, like, it's like yeah. it's a mento helmet, so everyone yeah. gets this picture of you yeah. being like Namor, wherever you are. Well, there's there's a, there's. <laughs> You know what that comes up for me? You know that thing in the movies where the FBI agent goes in, there's the van outside with the support team. Wherever Barry goes, there's an entire van full of programmers and renderers just constantly updating to make yeah. sure it's photorealistic and it moves properly with him. Gen- genuinely. Like next has to draw you in name of speedos. That that geek syndicate. Genuinely, there was a whole there was a whole time there was a whole time where Dave was trying to convince people that I was just a CGI character that didn't actually exist. Oh, yeah, voice by voice by Samuel Jackson. You were slumming it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, no, I am. I am. I am actually. I'm actually real. Pretty much. I now have a really strong urge to like Pillsbury Doughboy style poke you in the belly to see if it's real. He didn't giggle, guys, because it, there's not. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. You're silly. There is. <laughs> Anyway, let's anyway. move off my Don't gut. poke a bloke down towards the nether region and say there's nothing there. I mean, that's... It was, it was, I was nowhere near. It was, was nowhere near. We're both happily near. married yes. to other people. Yes. Jeez. Hi, Sue. Hi, Rich in a field who's not listening. Um, um, as we're talking about Barry, I, uh, this might be a good point for me to do this. Barry, I heard you sing earlier. <laughs> yes, I, I did I, sing. I thought that was a good way of doing it. I just thought I might up the game a little Ooh. Uh, ooh, okay. I ain't dropping my trousers. I'm making that point quite clear. <laughs> All right. I, I thought I could uh, chuck a gauntlet down, but I need a little bit of setup if that's okay. Uh, okay. C- can one of you introduce me, but end with the, my name? Go on, It's because we're both looking at each other. I was going to say, you threw us in at the Shoot deep end. Well, yeah. you, know, you sort of threw us in at the deep end a little bit right. there, because I don't just want to go, and now, Stephen Lacey. Because yeah. that's not an introduction, that's shit. That, that's absolutely fine. Oh, also, also, as well, I, I did mine for charity. You're just you're just doing it for your own self-serving. I'm doing it for the entertainment of the thousands listening, and in the hope that they will go over to the Just Giving page and give more money. Boom! Ah, but we, what we should have said was, we how long? How much longer have we got you for? Uh, twenty Till minutes. 11. Right. If anyone's listening, next person to donate tenner, Steve's going to sing something. <laughs> there you go. Oh, thanks, Mike. Now, great. The total's going down on the Just Boom. Giving page. Boom! Boom! See, now that's how you throw a gauntlet, mate. Right, okay. So why would I tell you to tell us your favourite Fantastic Four character? Who, me? Or no, me and Steve? I mean, oh. you can tell if you want to. I'm down with that. Do you want me to do that whole bit about Zante again? Yes. No, yeah. no, <laughs> right, he's already... Now that you've mentioned Strange Tales, I just wanted to point out that my favourite... No, I can't even remember how that began. Uh, no, I said it's... Uh, well, actually, my favourite is the theme. I don't know how to get back we control. We, we don't need to go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I lost it, but I can't get it back. 
Stacey, you've lost it. Do you, do you want me to run with it? Are you, you okay? No, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Stacey's back. Stacey's I'm back. back. No, it's fine. I was just eating a melon. All um, right. It's all good. We're only in hour two. <laughs> Honestly, this is not going to go well. Hey, what? You the melon with vodka, because that's the thing you should do. No, but now I wish I had. I don't have any vodka, though. Oh. Didn't think this through. Right. Watch, Bur- bourbon soaked right, watch melons. This, watch this. Watch this. Right. What's happening? So, Fantastic Four films. Not not the new one. The um the previous two with that Welsh bloke who played <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, and and the big bloke he was the crooked cop in that film My TV show. List. Yeah. <laughs> it was all so Welsh. Blimey, they're on it, aren't they? Boyle, it's clobbering time. <laughs> I'm going to sing us a pleasant song while I beat you, Boyle. Wait, he's not finished. I joined the steam. <laughs> And I thought my accent was bad. No, I mean... <laughs> I mean... I, I specialise in terrible accents. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Stacey's accent was bad. However, <laughs> the last... the standard of badness. Yeah, the last 20 seconds has taken it to a whole different level of bad accents. Can you do a Welsh accent? I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to attempt... <laughs> I'm not. He's not even going to lower himself. No. no if you want to do a Welsh accent, all you have to do is say the word Abergavenny. Abergavenny. <laughs> Abergavenny. I had a Welsh lady phone me at work, Dr. and it was brilliant because she was. <laughs> I had no. a Welsh lady phone me at work, and she said, I'm going to send over your documents. Is that all right? And I was like, What accent is this? <laughs> She's part Liverpudlian, part Welsh. Oh, right. Was that wonderful. you doing the part Liverpudlian? Yeah, there was part, a, that's how right. it was, and it was wonderful. She was sending me some documents. <laughs> it was lovely. Anyway, so this isn't like accents hour with no. Andy and Steve. No. It isn't. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Right. Right, the three of you, professional podcasting hats on. <laughs> Come on. Right. Um, so, yeah, Fantastic Four films. What, did, what were your thoughts on them, being that you guys do a podcast about Fantastic Four? I'm interested. We're interested. Uh, the first Roger Corman one is actually not as bad as everyone says it has if you watch it as a low-budget 1970s TV movie. I've not seen that one. I've not seen it. Not available one. legally, but it is available because uh, Avi Arad squashed it because he thought it was terrible. But it, it's not actually that bad. You know, if you consider it was made in the 1990s, if you transpose that in your head and go, all right, in the 70s when Universal bought The Incredible Hulk, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man and Captain America, they also bought the Fantastic Four and they made that movie. Compared to those pilots, it's better than the Captain America, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man ones. But nowhere near as good as The Incredible Hulk. Yes, it's low budget. Yeah, it's cheap. But none of the others have matched to the comics as well as that one does. I'm I'm not a fan of the Tim Story ones. I remember I took my uh, then girlfriend to see it uh, when it came out in the cinema, and it was I think the first time I'd taken her to see a superhero movie. And I just sat there going, oh, I, I really liked Ian Griffith in Hornblow. Why is he so bad in this? And I later found out it's because his American accent was so bad he had to literally do each line phonetically. Um, that was the only way you could do the American accent. So there was no oh. margin for play, for ad lib, or even changing one word of the script. Um, and I, I remember that, that final fight where the team comes together to stop Doctor Doom was over before it began. It was just like each of them uses their powers once. They combine. Doctor Doom is stopped. The film's over. What? And obviously, Doctor Doom. I mean, Julian McMahon is the worst uh, cast actor in anything ever. Even even vaguely related to superheroes, he is the worst. But I think with 
where we are now to superhero films is I think they've kind of embraced the idea of actually, if you follow the source material, you're pretty much guaranteed that you'll get a decent film. And I think with the Fantastic Four films, it was, you can almost imagine a load of executives, someone's handing them a Fantastic Four comment and they've gone, this is Doctor Doom. He runs his own country, you know, cloaked, evil, bloody, bloody, but well, not really evil. He's got his own agenda. Mm. And they go, nah, we don't like that. How about we make him an executive? And he kind of gets cut or whatever it happens to him and he, he gets all metallic or he gets whatever. Space yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, we love that. And what if he goes up with him as well? And yeah, that's a great idea. I went to see it and I remember reading Doctor Doom as a kid and thinking, that guy is badass. You do yeah. not want to mess with that guy. Mm-hmm. Even his country sounded badass. <laughs> Latveria. Do you know what I mean? Doctor Doom of Latveria. It's like, you wouldn't mess with that guy. Cloaked, evil, never saw the guy's face. Didn't want to mess about with him. In the film, the minute he came on that screen, I was like, that is not Doctor Doom. <laughs> I literally almost stood up in the cinema. I just went, reaction. sir, you are not Doctor Doom. I take umbrage, sir. You are not Doctor Doom. <laughs> and and then he took out his glove. Yeah. <laughs> As bad as Fat Four Stick was last year, as bad as that was, the writing of Doctor Doom in the first two thirds of that movie, basically before he disappears and then comes back at the end, is actually really well done. The way he works to manipulate, especially Reed Richards, um, I really like that. The, the less about his other, less across to the better. But that scene where he's talking Reed and taking the test flight, I think is really good Doctor Doom writing because it's all about his intelligence and his manipulation. Is this the new film? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I've, I haven't seen it yet. I right. can't... Well, in that case, I might just say that it's the best film that's ever made and just no one went to see it and no one knows how good it is because you won't know that I'm lying. Ah, uh, uh, shit. I, d- I do know that you're lying because my hubby saw it and immediately said to me, you don't want to see that. I, I mean, I know, that, I know that you're lying because social media said it's, it's bad and social media is always right. Yeah. yeah, always believe what you read on the internet, guys. It's where Donald Trump gets his information. That's right. <laughs> How have we managed to talk about Trump? I know, this is the Twice second already. time people have gone around to Donald Trump. It's like, fucking you know hate what, that right? guy, stop giving him airtime. Leave the guy, look, you know what? No, 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 I'm talking now. No, no, no. You know what? Leave Donald Trump alone. He's a nice bloke. All right, yes, he's here. He's a bit, right? Yeah. Yes, he has dodgy hair. Yes, he might be, you know, mildly, largely racist. Yes, he wants to build a wall and put other people on the other side of it, but he's not all bad. I mean, I'm sure he's got a great singing voice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. Just just thought I'd go there. It's a a black thing. You've got to do that, apparently. Uh, it's in a contract it's in a contract somewhere I signed as a kid I've got to talk about racism to a day or something otherwise I'm not whatever <laughs> apparently anyway bringing us screechingly back on topic <laughs> yeah Andy well done that sir Michael Chickalis is great he is isn't he <laughs> <laughs> we're all in agreement that Michael Chickalis is great yeah. yes I'll give you yes. that yes there's a bit at the end of that first film where like um uh <laughs> I was gonna say the I was gonna say the flame on the flame on guy, but I meant the Human Torch, where he's kind of um, they, he fly he flies around um, the flame on guy. He, he flies around he flies around flums. He doesn't flum around him. That would be better. He flums around. No, he flies around Doctor Doom really fast to kind of create a supernova, whatever thing he does at the end of the film. And there's a bit where it cuts to the thing and he goes, flame on, kid. I really love that bit. I don't know why, but I really love that bit. And I'm I'm a sort of sucker for a film where if there's one moment in that film that makes me go sit up and take notes while I think, actually, even though the rest of that film was bad, that bit kind of was my bright spot. 
You know what that now reminds me of, Anne? Um, so w- one of the things we're doing as uh, we have a Patreon campaign, and one reward is for all backers at $5 or over, we, we are doing commentaries on the 1967 Fantastic Four animated series done by Hanna-Barbera. And in the opening titles, uh, when they introduce the team, the announcer just goes, flame on, Johnny, in this sort of very encouraging, yeah, you go flame on. It just, it just suddenly reminds me of that now. <laughs> well, Captain America is taking out the hunt. You go, Cap. <laughs> I find your position on the stance because they're nothing more acceptable. How about we, Mark? Someone should do a t-shirt of that. You go, cat. Somebody probably somewhere has. What it should say on the front, it should be, I'm going to kill me some Nazis. On the back, it says, you go, cat. Well, I'd, I'd love to do some custom t-shirts. are fantastic. I just, have, I, I'm rubbish at coming up with ideas. The only one I've got is, do you guys know Hamilton? Yeah. So you know the, the image for that, which is the star, and then the, fi- the top point is Hamilton pointing up. I want to yeah. do one which is a Nihilus Hamilton. So the colour screen's green. You've got the pose of a Nihilus with his wings spread out. And instead of the buttons being picked out, you've got the cosmic rod. And it's just it's just that. There's a million planets to destroy, but just you wait. I'd buy that. Yeah. I probably Excellent. wouldn't because I'm cheap, but, yeah. you know, at least I'm honest. So, so I think overall it was a muted reaction. <laughs> Um, the, only, the only Hamilton I know is Anthony Hamilton, who star of the 80s television show cover-up after the original star shot himself. Oh, and he was in the remake of Mission Impossible. Oh, he's an 80s, he's oh, an 80s pop that. culture. I was going to say Golly. that you just said a lot of words I didn't yeah, understand. Yeah. <laughs> Some tiny you you, just an adorable. Oh, cover-up was really brilliantly 80s. All right, he was a special services operative who also moonlighted as a male model. <laughs> Nothing says more 80s television than that. Except perhaps Knight Rider. And went undercover with a woman who ran a modelling agency and together they cracked crimes. And his boss was Steve Austin's boss. Come on, this is the best show ever. Until <gasps> the lead actor shot himself. Uh, his boss was Oscar Goldman. His boss was Oscar Goldman, yeah. Wow. It wasn't Oscar Goldman, obviously it was Richard oh. Peterson. Not really Oscar Goldman. Although that would have been really cool, because then we could have had a crossover. Stacey's just looking I'm at so me confused. really blankly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to eat some more melon. That'll do. See, don't even remember it. This is what happens when you put two two forty year olds together. And <laughs> we remember all these crap yeah. shows. And you, yeah, you just throw eighties. Used to program yeah. against Coronation Street. Yeah. Do you know what? It's only a matter of time before we get from there to Manimal. It's only a matter oh, of time. Oh, Manimal was just so terribly bad. It was worse than Auto Man. So right, and, and, Auto right, Man. okay. What are you so, saying? First, I'm hugging sex. Right, so. <laughs> Stace, I'm going, to exp- I'm, going to t- I'm going to take you through it, right? Stick okay. with me. Okay. So, right. So, um, Manimal was a bloke played by Simon McCorkendale. The magnificent Simon right. McCorkendale. Right. I know. I'll show you a picture of him later. No idea. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he, had a, he, had a, he, had a, he had a real dimple in his chin. That's what I remember. He um, shagged his students. And he was a professor that shagged his students. And this was perfectly acceptable in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. But... But the, the imp- we're skipping over the important thing. The important thing was he could change into different animals. But supposedly, because he was a animal. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it. yes. You're getting it right. This is exactly how Glenn Larson pitched it. But apparently, he could change to any animal. But budget, budget, budgety, budget, budget, budget tree. That's right. Thanks. Um, he could only do three animals. <laughs> Which he could only do the three animals they had stock footage of. Yeah. Which was normally which was... an eagle, a lion and a panther. <laughs> yeah. Now I ask you, did show him... A lion and a panther are a bit too similar. Right. Yeah, well, well, that's all they could afford. Well, well, I'll get Mike later to show you the clip of him changing. Because there's a clip when he changes into a bird. It's the funniest thing you ever see. <laughs> because you sort of think, in my, even as a kid watching it, 
being a stupid kid, which I was, <laughs> right? And when I mean stupid, I don't mean like, haha, I mean stupid, as in I didn't know stuff. I just didn't know stuff, you know. Um, I wouldn't say I had street smarts, but I didn't. I was just stupid, <laughs> right? So even I knew turning into a bird, as a bloke turning into a bird, just, just couldn't happen. Physically couldn't happen. And they would show feathers sprouting on his cheeks because oh, he was turning into a bird. It is just... Oh. Manimal. I always, you, I was always impressed that whenever he changed back from whatever animal, he always had his nice clothes on because he always yeah. wore suits. So yeah, it was like I, the Incredible Hulk where he'd come back from a Hulk out in, in ripped jeans and have to nick a shirt from somebody's washing line. He always came back in a lovely immaculate suit. I was yeah. like, where did the panther keep that suit? Up his arse, I'm guessing. <laughs> so his suit stunk, is what you're saying, but it looked yeah. good. So a panther shits out a suit and then turns into a man and puts it on. That That's that's pretty much manimal. Yeah, pretty Too well. many flash keep his suit in his ring, so... Yeah, that's true, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. panther were a ring. Just last week, Dan I think he was style. making a bumhole joke. <laughs> 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 Until now. Still that's now. a first for everything. Hang on, we, hang on guys. Yeah. One second. Go on, Mike. If I may interrupt, Jim has donated ten pounds, so Steve, you've got to sing. Oh, right. You ready, Steve? Jim. Um, let me double check my setup. Yes, I am ready. I'm that scared me. Show appearance as well. So well, whoever donated that money. Jim. Jim. Would you Would you like me to do a little introduction, Steve? Go for it, Miss Taylor. Okay, Mrs. I'm not going to ask why. Oh, and now the t- tremendous vocal stylings of Stephen Lacey. Woo! <laughs> 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 Go on, look <the> at <laughs> Wow. That was wow, I've, way wow. more than anyone can expect of me. I, I wasn't. Uh, wow. I don't know how to. As musical theatre goes, I mean, that, that's, that's up there, isn't it? I suspect it wasn't live. <laughs> he's, got <a> whole, <laughs> he's got a whole rap band in his front room. Going, hey! <laughs> so that was the top of the pop version where you just come on and mime. <laughs> I love the fact that in my head he was miming and then I realised actually you didn't need to do that because it's not visual like I can't tell no, no. <laughs> so he got all those pans people dancers in <laughs> <laughs> oh man I want the pans people version of Hamilton <laughs> wow. anyway yeah uh, that was the thing I did for a show a, a few weeks ago where Andy berated me for not singing when it, uh, he answered in fact did you notice there Andy I was like, singing when you answered call you probably were. I, d- I don't um, remember that far back now. I went to wait two minutes and wrote that version of the Hogan's uh, Mulligan rap and then did it for the show and then decided to add some music. So, yeah, we do that occasionally. And if you want to hear more of that, you can find us at... <laughs> Boom. You might as well finish now. 
you can find us on the internet. We are thefantasticast.com. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Fantasticast. I'm at QuizLacy on Twitter. Andrew, you are? Uh, uh, at Leyland go Andrew, I think. You are, yes. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and you can search for the Fantasticast on iTunes or other podcatching devices to get our podcast. Um, well worth diving into our coverage of Marvel, two, uh, Marvel Team Up number three, which had Stacey on. Yeah, that was good, that was. I brought the smuts. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we spent an hour and a half with sore sides. So. Uh, Stacey will be returning to the show later this year. Triumphantly. Like James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey will return. Will return. <laughs> You're building me up to saying way cooler than I am. Uh, I, I think we should probably have a chat with Barry as well about coming Oh, on. yeah. You're coming on now. Um, you do realise, as a as a podcaster of long standing, I do cost. I don't just, you know... Oh, we've I don't got just, speed knocking about. You know, I don't just roll up and just do stuff for the hell of it. I cost money, people. Well, we get pay. Yeah, but yeah. this is for charity, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and I still had to buy him whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you can post a bottle of whiskey to my house, I'll come on. <laughs> that sounds fair. No. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah, if you're at Nine Worlds, I might buy you whiskey. Uh, I'm not going back Nine Worlds, but I'll, I'll come on. That, I'll come on. Excellent. We'll, we'll have a chat. Uh, so after you've recovered from this, um, this, this has been great. I've had so much fun this morning. Yeah, I'm Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to go and watch some bad eighties television. <laughs> Do it. Go and watch Manimal. Manimal. I kind of want to go and watch Manimal. Oh, you'll love it, Stace. You will. I'm telling you. You will. You'll love it. it. It's awesome. Especially if you have that bottle of whiskey with you while you're watching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like watching things like that when I'm drunk. I'm just going to start thinking, do I have like latent animal powers? And then try and force myself to become an animal and probably shit myself. So (laughs) (laughs) on that note... Wow! At least you, at least you get to go off now. After I've got another like twenty-two hours. Twenty-two hours. Uh, I, I will be because uh, I've got to go out for the day. But I expect to get back from the pub about time Dave Wynn starts, and I'm hoping he'll be about as drunk as I will be, and I'm going to yeah. enjoy listening to the show and picking up. But um, yeah, it's a real shame because some of the guests you got this afternoon are fantastic, including your next one, Sean, who um, I love her work. So I hope you have a great time with her. Thank you very much. Thank and you. thank you for joining us. It's been lovely. No problem, Charles. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. An absolute pleasure. Best Thanks, luck. guys. Well done with this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Donate more money. Yeah, do yeah. that. That'll do. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am hanging up. <laughs> yeah. Is she hanging up? Yeah, 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 yeah she, she is. is. Boom. Boom. See ya. So hey.